0: A long time ago in a galaxy far far away well not so long ago in fact it's now and this is filmed live in front of a youtube audience and even though we wish we were jedis we're actually just a bunch of nerds with some webcams and microphones every week you get to witness the shenanigans of chris you
1: guys are fucking nuts get in my belly (laughs) i love how we keep talking about penises today (laughs) ATGN bringing people together on the internet since 2012. We have talked a lot about erections today.
0: Okay. For some reason, Chris is going to live leave on his webcam one day. We'll look over and there he is going to be having some man time fun with a log of bacon. <laughs> there are balls stuck to the roof of my mouth right now. I never wear pants. Your face is a gratuitous bikini shot. Oh my. And the Atahe.
1: I can't wait to pound that dick. Question, the question is, Chris, do you want that bacon inside of you? It's, it's always fun to beat up hookers with a giant purple dildo. Here I can swing my
0: sword, 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 my diamond swords. <laughs> As they are joined each week with a guest house. I'm, I'm happy. Raging erection. <laughs> yeah, that was a sex. hard episode to masturbate to.
2: We <laughs> can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, MMOs are like a lifestyle.
1: Whether you're going up against the uh, the armies of the English cavalry or you're playing a board game with your girlfriend, a raging erection will definitely throw someone off their game.
0: Making the supergroup known as All Things Good and naughty. Welcome to our madness.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 44, I believe it is, of all things good and nerdy, recorded live on Sunday, February 10th, 2012. I had checked my notebook because I did not remember the day. (laughs) I'm that good shape today, guys.
0: (laughs) Hey, if we're day drinking, you're supposed to give me a heads up.
1: I'm not day drinking. I got stuff to do this afternoon. I'm just sleepy still, and that's my excuse. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Day drinking.
1: Nah. It's not football season. I don't day drink unless it's football season.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, football season is over.
1: It is officially over. Yeah, well, hockey doesn't matter until the playoffs.
0: I've been watching hockey religiously. Jerk.
1: Well, this is interesting. (laughs) I'm looking in our chat room right now. We have Bachman 2099 and not Bachman 2099. So we might have two Anthonys in the room today. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. For those of you guys watching on audio, you might have noticed that the Atahe is not with us today. He is on vacation, but I'm told he might be making a stealth sneak appearance at some point during the show. So he'll pop up on your video at some point, I'm assuming. But joining us today, we have Michelle here, to guest host, and to try and take back the lead record. Yes! Uh, Mine! I'm sure Ryan's in the chat room going,
0: (laughs) damn it! (laughs) This is what he gets for working instead of hanging out with us.
2: Exactly. This is true.
1: This is true. You should be hanging out with us and talking dick jokes and fart jokes and all these other things that we sometimes do.
0: Hey, we're better than, you know, whatever it is he does. I think he gives out ice cream, so maybe we're not better.
1: (laughs) Is it free ice cream? (laughs) Because if it is, I'm quitting and getting some ice cream.
0: Um, Gotta go, bye!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, today we've got Naki with us again. Hello, hello. Hi! And myself, Chris. I'm always here because I don't know I'm a glutton for punishment.
0: (laughs) Because you like it when we make
1: fun of you i i do i think does that make me
2: sick inside
0: Maybe.
1: a little ah oh, shit <laughs>
2: we're all sick inside just a little
1: that's true and for those of you guys that might be joining us after having heard our megapod event with legends podcast and the fanboy buzz at naki oh at the
0: fanboy BuzzFeed.
1: thank you uh welcome to all things good and nerdy we hope that if you're checking us out for the first time for the megapod you really enjoy it
0: and you don't hate us because we're actually kind of funny sometimes, but it might yeah, not be
2: sometimes. <laughs> sometimes,
0: sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of iffy. We, we try. Okay. <laughs> we don't have Scott, and he with his Sunday, Sunday, Sunday.
1: Yeah, Scott's Scott can't always be here. I mean, not everyone can always tune in on Sunday because some of us do have lives aside from podcasting. I'm told. Really? How's, how's that working out for us? <laughs>
0: I work in a comic book shop, and then I come here, and I talk about comic books some more. I don't really understand what your life outside of podcasting is.
1: (laughs) It's that thing where I go and do stupid stuff that's not necessarily nerdy. Okay. I'm I I don't know how it really works, I'll be honest.
2: Yeah.
1: But should we roll into our News of the Week? Live from the ATG and Studios on... uh the internet it's the news of the week I seem to have lost my pen as I say that Sure who'd like to volunteer to go first this week?
2: well I I have sad news so maybe we should go go there.
1: Let's start sad first so we can try and pep ourselves up afterwards. I like this plan.
2: Okay. Well, um, last year, um, 38 studios went um, bankrupt. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs. And then six months ago, it seemed like everything was going to be okay because Epic Games came in and created um, Impossible Studios. And they were going to do the um, uh, prequel to um, Infinity Blade. It's supposed to be Infinity Blade Dungeons. Well,. Um, this week Epic announced that they're closing um the studio. Uh so unfortunately <laughs> the people are um, out of jobs again. Um they uh, have the option of um forming a company with the same name and the logo is awesome it's a bear with wings so hopefully something will be able to happen. Um but um it's really, you know, it's really sad what's going on you know, there and everything, but I hope everybody, you know, lands on their feet.
1: Yeah. Same here. I mean, 38 studios was, they owed a bunch of money back to the state of Rhode Island. I think it was. Yeah, That was a nasty, nasty
2: liquidation of assets. And
1: maybe that's why Kurt Schilling's back on TV again, doing a uh, studio work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got to make that
2: money back. Yep.
0: That's just sad though. It is. That's a
2: tough
1: man. Yeah. No, I'm sad inside. Hmm. Who's who's got happy news?
0: <laughs> well, I think it's only down to me and you now, buddy.
1: Uh Rock, paper, scissors.
2: <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> I'll, Anyone just go. You are. I'll just do it.
1: <laughs> This is gonna become an ass whip before we do that. <laughs> um I will go next and The Twitter sphere kind of blew up earlier this week when it was announced that there were some Star Wars spinoff movies that were rumored, and of course there's been the typical Disney denial, non-denial, saying that we're just thinking, but I guess it leaked out, I I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday, there was rumor of two Star Wars spinoffs that would involve a story on Han Solo and a story on Boba Fett, and surprisingly, I didn't hate the idea, I found out, if it still is true to this day, who knows, it might not end up happening, but...
2: I would I would really like it if they did How Han Met Chewie and stuff. That would be...
1: Right, and when I was thinking that, um, the EU has a whole set of stories on that. There's a trilogy called the Han Solo Trilogy that A.C. Crispin wrote in the late 90s that basically takes the story of Han from when he's a kid to right before A New Hope. And I was sitting there, and I was going, man, they could adapt that, and that'd be an awesome movie right there. Because it talks about how Han met Chewie, how Han got drummed out of the Imperial Navy, how he became a smuggler, and all these other things. And why he dislikes the Rebels. Hmm. And then the other rumored one was a Boba Fett tie-in. And at the same time there, I was going, hmm, what they could do there is maybe tell Boba Fett's story during Shadows of the Empire and tie into that. That I thought that would have been really cool.
0: I thought Disney said that they did not want to go into the expanded universe has already been created that's what
1: needs to be figured out is whether Disney is going to do away with everything done in the expanded universe, just kind of pretend it never existed, or whether they're going to try and embrace parts of it. I mean, Shadows of the Empire was, like, di- not Disney, Lucasfilm was kind of big success for cross-multimedia storytelling because they had the game come out, the comic come out, the book come out, and they tied all these things together. Yeah. I would really hope they don't try and forget that one because it kind of became the unofficial episode five and a half, for lack of a better term, in Star Wars.
0: I mean... And not that I, I'm not against this by any means. If this happens, I would be super excited. But and they've only done the un, the Disney unconfirmed whatever. But yeah. I mean, they really if they don't if they decide that they're gonna do all this and then they say, oh by the way, the expanded universe isn't gonna happen for Episode Seven, then they're just fucking themselves over.
1: See, it's going to be a hard thing for them to decide because there's expanded universe stuff that takes place in between the trilogies and during the original trilogy, and then there's a ton of stuff that covers like 20, 30 years after Return of the Jedi.
2: I wonder if they're going to take their key from what J.J. Abrams decides to do. You know, if J. J. is going to stick with the EU and have all of it and stuff, or if he's just going to do what he did with Star Trek and just sort of hit the reset button.
1: I think it's going to be more of a, what? what's his name, uh, Van Art? Van Ant? does because he's the one that's doing the screenplay for everything. I, I yeah. assume JJ's going to have some input, but the story is not his really. Okay. And, and that that's the big question I think everyone's had who's a fan of the expanded universe stuff is what's going to remain because there's some really good stories and there's some really shitty stories. And I'll be honest, I read the expanded universe almost religiously every book that came out until about 2004, 2005. And I was like, you know, this is just getting boring because they stretch read- things out way too
0: Yeah, Sorry. The new stuff that just started coming out? Have you read any of
1: it? Uh, I am going. I just picked up issue number one of the Star Wars comic by Dark Horse. I haven't had a chance to read that. I've got a stack of about 15 comics I need to read today, four of which I have to be ready to review tomorrow, and I haven't read any of them yet. So <laughs> i got some reading and note-taking to do. I read
0: 18 comics Friday night. Wow. That's that impressive. Was a, that was a bad choice. My head hurt.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. When it comes to the EU, there's some stuff I really hope they keep because the X-Wing books by Aaron Alston and Michael Stackpole – are awesome, and they don't really tie as much into the main characters, but more the secondary characters, because Wedge Antilles is your main character. He has a whopping seven minutes of screen time, I think, in the original trilogy. But awesome books, plus the fact that they use a lot of the uh, scenarios and ships from that for the X-Wing miniature game, which I heart.
0: Who doesn't heart that game? Oh, wait, I still haven't played it, motherfuckers. I
1: just put my pre-order in for all my Wave 2 stuff. I can't wait until it comes out. It's going to one, cost me some money, but
0: I'm going to play this game one day. It's going to happen. Hitting Everything has been stacked up against me that I have not been able to play this game yet, but it will happen. Damn it! I'm going to play this game.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. At the very least, I'm bringing my stuff to C2E2. I'm going to try and get a game in with Ryan there.
0: Yay! <laughs> um, we played the DC Universe deck building game this week. Actually, we played it with Jeanette. And um, Jeanette's in the chat room
1: right now. I just noticed too.
0: Oh, hi, Jeanette. She, um, yeah, there she is. Um, and we played that this week, and that's actually a lot of fun. I'm highly recommending it. I haven't heard anything good about the Marvel game. The The DCU deck-building game is, is pretty fantastic.
1: I'll try it out if they do a demo, on and I'll be honest, I'm almost tempted to go back and play Hero Clicks again because they just put out a uh, Spider-Man set. I know. And that's my <laughs> weak spot.
0: I know. I sell them. <laughs> it's my
1: big weak spot. I was a big Spider-Man fan. I'm kind of taking a break.
0: I don't blame you. Although I've heard that the Superior Spider-Man thing that's going on right now is actually pretty good.
1: I read okay. some reviews of number three that seem to say it was better.
0: Yeah, it's like gotten better or something, but I still I still haven't read it. I've read Hawkeye this week, and I'm still not impressed with Marvel, so I'm just kind of like, nah, whatever.
1: Speaking of archers, I really want to check out the uh, new Green Arrow books, since they're kind of doing a soft reboot on what they just rebooted with the New 52.
0: The Green Arrow or Arrow books?
1: Uh, Green Arrow.
0: Because I was going to say, they did Arrow, which is based off the TV series. Yeah,
1: the Arrow one is a digital comic, and then monthly they publish the three digital and the one, because that's what they do with Smallville also, which I've been reading season 11 of, which is awesome, because they brought Batman in.
0: I was going to say Batman's in it, because he was on the cover.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Batman and Nightwing, because there's no Robin.
0: No Robins. I actually read the uh, Batman and Robin annual. Like, I heard the- it was
1: really good. I haven't had a chance to read it yet.
0: Um, I didn't think, because like like I've said before, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Damien. I really like the idea of Damien, but uh, I don't think he's been executed well. Just... His, his dialogue hasn't been great to me, and blah, blah, whatever, but, I mean, this, I really like the annual. The annual was really good. That's that's not my news of the week by any means, but... <laughs> Stephen has a comment for you. He
1: says, just because something is on the cover doesn't mean it'll be in the book. Looks at fear itself. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Because they were terrible so with that story arc. <laughs> I wanted to like that arc so bad, and I didn't.
0: Um, I have a, because I file comics now, like, all back comics, and uh, new comics and I, I just file comics all day. That's basically what my job is. Um, I have a new hatred for Marvel and all of their stupid fucking books.
2: <laughs> oh God!
1: I've got a hatred for all their tie-ins they do for the mega events because, like, Fear itself was terrible for it because every book they tried to bill as a Fear itself tie-in, and when the mega story is not very good, and then you've got a thousand tie-ins, you're just like, Nope, I'm done for a while. That's taken us like two years back, I think. But I just had to mention
0: that the the one that I'm thinking of right now that I've been filing a lot of, is AVX. Yeah. I hate it. I haven't read it, but I hate it. I have this undying <laughs> hatred for it, because I just hate filing it. It wasn't <laughs> a
1: bad series.
0: There's so many tie-ins.
1: Well, that's the big problem that I think a lot of the publishers are having now, is they try and tie everything into it, because then they assume that we'll all want to spend all of our money on there.
0: That's true. But- yeah, I got tired of it.
1: Yeah. Well, Anthony brings up what he thinks might be the worst thing on that, which you've probably run into. Marvel does the point one issues. He hates them because <laughs> they don't really work for adding into the comic collection spreadsheet.
0: They... Uh, I don't even know where to put them. <laughs> you should see my warehouse, guys. Like, it's ridiculous. The warehouse is absolutely ridiculous. I can't find... Like, I know exactly where I file things. It's all in alphabetical order. It's all done by number. But because Marvel has this wonderful tendency of rebooting things in the middle of a series... Or like going from Amazing Spider Man and Superior Spider Man, which is what they just did, but they don't really tell anybody when you're doing the filing and stuff like that. So you got to figure out. Oh wait, this is no longer this. You got to figure out this. Fuck Marvel. Seriously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I imagine know. it was much better when the new Fifty Two started either.
0: Actually, I can figure out the new Fifty Two so much easier than I can figure out Marvel because Marvel uses their same logo, has used the same logo over like two decades, as, as opposed to DC, which changed their logo like every time they rebooted. So at least I have an idea as to where they're going. <laughs> Sorry. Rant over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was almost at super dick mode level. That was
0: almost a super dick mode. Almost. I was almost. hoping we'd get one. Uh, one day. One day I'll oh. call the super dick well, mode. let's
1: roll you into your news of the week then. Maybe we'll get one out of this somehow.
0: Um. Okay. It actually is about comics. Surprise! Huzzah! Okay. Uh, this week, DC announced that they are canceling six titles. Um, actually, which some of them, which I was surprised about, because they're selling—they're—they're they're ones that are selling pretty well. Um, yeah, let me double check, make sure I have them all right. They're canceling Fury of Firestorm, Ravagers, Savage Hawkman, Deathstroke, Sword of Sorcery, and Team Seven. The two that I was surprised about Savage was
1: Savage Hawkman. <laughs> I know somebody's going to be pissed about that. <laughs>
0: Um, the two that I was surprised about was Ravagers and Deathstroke, because those sell really well, at least in my store. I don't know how they are doing worldwide, but in my in my store, those two sell out every every time that there's a new issue.
1: Yeah. I'll point out that uh, Gamera Sith, who listens to both us and the fanboy buzz, is a big Savage Hawkman fan, so <laughs> you might have Sorry, buddy! But it's okay, because wow. Rob Liefeld was in charge of it, so it should probably just go and be put put to pasture.
0: I was going to say, anything Rob Liefeld touches is, is dead so I can pretty much guarantee that one. So the two that they're bringing on now, in replacement of these six titles being cancelled, is one called The Movement by, uh, with Gail Simone writing and the other called The Green Team with writers Art Balthazar and Franco, uh, each of which the publishers say, quote unquote, tackling themes surrounding Wa- Occupy Wall Street. I don't know how I feel about this, guys.
1: This is the greatest artist ever, though. I just want to chime that in. Greatest Uh, art ever. Cap with boobs. uh,
3: (laughs) Thanks, Rob Liefeld.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this Occupy Wall Street uh, art. It kind
1: of missed its buzz, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's over. Even Dark
1: Knight (laughs) Rises was late to the party on that when they took inspiration from the Occupy Wall Street movement.
0: Yeah, like well, not even that. Like, I kind of feel like they're. Not, it's not like we're past Occupy Wall Street because obviously there's still stuff that needs to be fixed on that stu- on that side of things. But which it could just be just a complete political comic for on both sides. Um, the the one that Gail Simone is writing, the movement, is about the ninety nine percent, and the Green Team, which is done by Art Baltazar and Franco, are is the rich, the one percent. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they're going to team these two up and see, you know, what's going on from there. But honestly, I'm just...
2: So there's no superheroes?
0: It doesn't look like it. And I mean, I'm totally fine with that. I'm, I'm not a big superhero reader. Uh, my superheroes are, are Batman and uh, um, Green Lantern and sometimes Green Arrow, if I remember to pick up his book. Um But I honestly, I just I I don't have any feelings to like any good feelings for these two comics, and that's a shame because I fucking love Gail Simone.
1: I can't say that. Last time we talked about how much we like Gail Simone, she got fired like four hours after we talked about that. It's the curse of ATG, and we caused pain and gain, and we caused Gail Simone to get fired. My bad. Yeah. So,
2: (laughs) but then she got replaced by this Gail Simone person.
1: Yeah, (laughs) anyone who follows her on Twitter has probably seen that she's miffed that this Gail Simone person is replacing Gail Simone.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Which, by the way, if you're not following Gail Simone and Joe Hill on Twitter, you really need to, because they're great. <laughs> they're my they're two of my favorites. But, anyways, so what do, what do you guys think of this Occupy movement that is now <laughs> going on in DC? I,
2: I'm just concerned that they're trying to be message books, and they're not focusing. You know, they're not doing characters. Like, what is it like? Who are we following? Like, what is the point? You know, I mean, it's it just going to be? It's going to so be too have- messagey then then it's not going to work. They need interesting characters.
0: I can totally see Batman swooping in on the movement. Oh, I don't God. know why. If they wanted to be on point with the message,
1: they're probably about six months too late at least. Because it's, East. it's it's kind Wasn't of, you Occupy don't hear about it. Ago?
0: Occupy had to be a year ago, because that was during PAX East. Because I was walking around Boston, there was a huge PAX, or uh, Occupy Wallman, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. My English is great today, guys, let me tell you. Um, there was a huge Occupy thing while I was walking around Boston. So, like, that had to be at least a year ago.
1: Well, and I remember going on Super Dick Mode rant about people in Occupy Wall Street because they just decided they wanted to be a part of it because they didn't want to miss out on what it was but didn't know what it was.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I understand. pissed me off. (laughs) I understand where they started with it, but unfortunately the organization and everything that went with it just didn't happen. And like the Occupy Chicago, I don't know about other cities, but Occupy Chicago was a mess because you'd see people marching at one time and then at another time and nobody knew where to start and everybody was just kind of walking around with signs and it's just like, uh, all right. Well, Anthony's brought
1: us a pretty good question about these Occupy books. He asked, uh, will the books smell like unemployed Occupy hippies? Because that might hurt their sales.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well well
1: done, sir. (laughs)
0: I feel it I also feel it very strange that D C of all people is, is doing Occupy because they're part of the one percent.
1: Well, pretty much all the big publishers are. You can right. probably say unless you're an indie publisher, and I mean like true indie, not like image or top cow or dark horse. You're probably part of the one percent in that comparison.
0: Right, which I'm just like, uh you sure you want to do this? Like <laughs> you're you're not part of the one of the ninety nine percent. I think
1: it's just an attempt to capture lightning in a bottle with a cultural issue that they've kind of just waited too long on. Oh,
0: that's too true, too. But yeah, that was that was my news of the week. Uh, wait, there's stuff in the chat room that I have not seen. Mike says, "Yep, DC always misses the point with these political bo- books." Uh, Jeanette says, "It's grown some cool things like group that crowdfunds to buy and forgive debt," which is true. I don't think it it still set out what it was trying to do, like. The, uh, one of the big things that I was really into Occupy for, does that make sense, um, was the fact that we are starting as adults being in crippling debt to a point where we're not going to get out of debt until we're in our 80s, 80s because of how much education costs. So, I mean, that part made sense to me, but I don't know if we're going to talk about that in these Occupy books that are coming out. Well, so I'll know.
1: say this much. Generally, when comics try and tackle real-world issues anymore, it tends to flop. I mean, there's a few notable exceptions. There's the Green Arrow, Green Lantern book, when they uncover the fact that Speedy's a drug addict.
0: Well, then you got the Iron Man demon in a bottle arc.
1: Demon in a bottle, and then you have the uh, issue of Amazing Spider-Man that came out right after 9-11, which is yeah. awesome book if you've ever read it. I mean, but for the most part, when they try and tackle the real-world issues anymore, it's like, eh, it looks, it feels almost like a cash grab to me, versus trying to ref- and I'm not saying that for the drinking game, but <laughs> Mostly because I think they're just trying to cash in on what's going on in the real world, and hey, most people do too. I mean, look at the blogosphere and things like that. Yeah, they're just
0: a year late to the party.
2: Yeah, but in those examples that you mentioned, Chris, I mean, that proves my point. Those characters were already there, and yeah, that's true. And those those storylines came from the characters, so.
1: Yeah, there's some impact there because if you like Iron Man books, you're like, oh, holy shit, Tony Stark's going through hell right here, this whole demon-in-a-bottle thing. and You're not being introduced to a new character you don't know anything about and then hoping to uh, have an emotional response to their plight. Uh, Anthony's brought up another one that might fit in with the category of ones they did right. It's called Heroes for Hope, where Marvel talks about starvation in Africa. It contains two pages written by Stephen King. That could be
0: interesting. That he owns be- one of the
1: comics of it.
0: Um, random uh, comic uh random comic that people should read that i'm really into is uh, or that i was really into and kind of pissed off with my coworker for telling me to read this comic and didn't give me any sort of warning whatsoever uh but i read Pride of Baghdad on Friday night it was fantastic fantastic it was great i cried for like an hour because it was so sad at the end but <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's in trade paperback. It's one book. It's done by the same guys who are doing Saga, which is uh, Brian K. Vaughn and I don't have Saga in front of me to look, but um, the art is beautiful. The It's it's highly recommended and it is based on a true story too.
1: Brian K. Vaughn would... writes some awesome books.
0: Yes. Saga. Oh my god. Oh my god, Saga.
1: I'll read it at some point. It's on my list. We'll I got the number one for free on Comixology at one point.
0: I was gonna say they had the the one dollar image first too.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, I always like to check out those one dollar books. Like, there's one I picked up at my local comic book shop. It was a Son of Merlin number one from Top Cow. It was a dollar.
0: Okay, we didn't we didn't have the top. Cow. Cow uh, $1 ones.
1: So. Well, I guess at my shop they're saying they were selling pretty well. I mean, and for a dollar, that's awesome. Get people hooked and then get them to want to read the rest. It's the same yeah, principle yep. of putting all the number ones for free on Comixology from time to time. That's how they yeah. got me reading uh, Danger Club and America's Got Superpowers.
0: Surprisingly enough, that's how I started reading Walking Dead.
1: The TV show got me on that one, I'll be honest. Hey, but, um, yeah. but side note Walking Dead comes back tonight.
2: Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yes, it does.
2: Finally.
1: I know. I get my zombie hour of power. I guess. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm
0: going to have to avoid Twitter I because I, I might be late coming home. So I'm going to have to avoid the Twitters. Well, for also- me, I'll,
1: I'll pause it and then start it about 20 minutes into the show so I can fast forward through all the commercials.
2: Exactly. Also, SyFy is <laughs> airing um, the Battlestar Galactica prequel Blood and Chrome tonight.
1: Right, and they're also re-airing it tomorrow. For me, my DVR is full during that period, so I'm trying to find when they're re-airing it. And I found out, I think it's tomorrow at 7 p.m. or is it 5 p.m., that they're re-showing Blood and Chrome.
2: Okay, cool. Because with Once Upon a Time and Revenge and, and then Walking Dead, it's like Sunday is very, very crowded.
1: Yeah, Sunday's are a tougher day for that. So when they said it was coming on, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, please let it be on at like 7 or something like that so I can fit it in. No, it's it's on right in the block of everything I watch. But Blood and Chrome, if, if you're a fan of Battlestar, please try and watch it when they broadcast it to give them some sign that maybe they turn a series into it or turn it into a series. God, I can't talk.
0: Do you have to watch? I didn't watch Caprica yet. so You don't have I, to watch Caprica. No, you don't have to watch Caprica.
1: The, the the premise of Blood and Chrome is this is a young William Adama Shortly after he's been commissioned to fly vipers fighting in the Cylon War, the first war.
0: Was this the one that his son plays, uh, Edward James almost son plays him? No. Young Adama? They were saying something like that was going to happen. I don't actually. actually The only
1: thing they've done with his son is his son was Hot Dog in the original, well, in the reboot that came out in 2003. Hot Dog is Bodhi Almost, who's his son.
0: Right. And they they were just saying something about his son playing him, Young Adama. But I had never actually followed up on that, so it, I didn't want to have another Ryan Reynolds moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, as far as far as I know, it is he is of no relation to Edward James Almost, the kid who's playing Bill Adama this time, whose name I cannot remember to save my life. That guy, that, that guy. dude. Exactly. I want to say it was like Luke something, but I
0: don't think that's right.
1: Yeah,
0: um, I just want to point out that Ryan just said in the chat room that there's a puppy in his house and uh, that just completely derailed me from any sort of thought. Puppy! I want a puppy! Puppy, 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 sorry. Puppy! Puppy. (laughs) Where is Zeke? Zeke is usually making his appearance now. The
1: sunshine is out, so he's looking out the window. He has not moved for about an hour right now and just been staring out the window. That works. (laughs) (laughs) That's why there's so much more uh, backlight behind me today, because I opened the sliding glass door blinds or whatever all the way and he's enraptured and he'll probably pass out baking in a sunbeam here sooner than later. Oh. <laughs> well, we're talking Walking Dead, so let's roll over and talk a little bit of Walking Dead news. There's a rumor going around that the reason that Glenn Mazzara might have left the show is because he wanted to make it so that all of the main characters weren't safe and he had plans to kill Rick.
2: Ooh. Yeah, I heard that his vision of Season 4 did not jive with AMC's vision of Season 2. For, and that is why he's gone I just right. didn't know what his vision was
1: well, they have a quote from him here it's, it's a little long so I'll try and paraphrase it Points he goes, every day I get tweets from people saying if you kill Daryl, we riot I say this, I would never kill a character just to shock the audience it's about finding further story when Dale was killed, that puts Shane in motion when Shane is trying to kill Rick Rick ends up stepping up as a leader <clears throat> that puts his marriage in jeopardy it affects Carl, Carl is also affected with Lori's death all of these deaths are very meaningful so if there was a story in which Rick or Daryl or Hershel or anybody, the governor, Andrea, Maggie, really affected the surviving characters and led to other stories, I would do it. That would obviously be a big deviation from the book, but in my mind, when I've said no one is safe, I've been 100% sincere.
0: And I, I agree with it. Honestly, like a lot of people compare Walking Dead to the books, right? And even Robert Kirkman has said it's a, it's a story that is like the books but is not the books, to kill Rick off would obviously not be the books. I just, I, I, wanted, I wanted to see where he was going to go with it. I really did, because I liked season three. I Season two, you could watch the last two episodes, it would be fine.
1: And, and I would argue in the books, it seems to me, they're setting up for the point where Rick can be killed off and basically really? leave Carl in charge. Because they're setting it up so it's almost Carl's story. At this
0: I was going to say, Carl's a little badass in the books.
1: So. Yeah, Carl's a badass. Well, he's turned into a badass in the TV show, too.
0: True. I'm still here, guys. I have to
1: plug in my phone. I thought we were going like, to a puppet show or something while you were doing
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike has said in the chat room, yep, killing Rick would be so shocking, and I agree with that, but I don't know if it would be necessarily a bad choice to do, other than the fact that Andrew Lincoln's an awesome actor. And in, TV, yeah. in the TV world, you have to rely on your stars to help keep things popular in some regard, too. But in the comics, I think it's entirely possible Rick's going to get killed sooner or later.
0: He's the thing is, is that Andrew Lincoln's such a nice guy. Like I feel kind of bad.
2: <laughs> it's just TV is all about the real connection with characters, and TV audiences can be fickle, and they get attached very quickly. I right, think they're so.
0: more attached to Daryl than they are to Rick, though. That's Everyone true. loves Daryl. Who doesn't love Daryl? Communists? <laughs> Communists? <laughs>
1: We have a comment in the chat room. Jeanette says we should do a puppet episode. She'll make us the puppets.
0: <laughs> yes, i would totally be in for that because that uh, like I don't have to like worry about what the fuck I look like.
2: That would well, be awesome. That
1: would be hilarious because I know uh, those of you guys that have listened to any of Leo Laporte's shows on This Week in Tech when they did one of the Apple announcements. They did it with puppets when they were live streaming it.
0: I used that to have from, like a Tim Muppet. Cook and stuff like that. When I was doing Rocky Horror, I was we had a cast Muppet. And I used to be the controller of it, so I know how to control muppet things they're they're not easy it's actually quite a pain in the ass to do, but it's still fun and i total, I totally want a muppet of myself. You admit you there's a KB toys if you go on their website, they have a muppet maker and you can make yourself a muppet, and I totally want one true facts. Wow. also i'm I'm really random today because I slept a lot, so now I'm all like. Wee!
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna take us back to our Walking Dead argument. This this is how things work. What would Rick do? Fuck that. What would Daryl do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why
1: they can get away with killing him if they have to, as long as you don't kill Daryl. <laughs> I
2: mean, see that would be that would be an interesting kill. Bang, Mary, Rick, Daryl, and somebody else. A zombie. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too easy. Okay, there's uh, some, there's no, some no, no. really funny
1: pictures on here. I'll just bring this one up because when I looked up Daryl Dixon plus funny on Google, this is what it gave me. Uh, hipster Daryl took an arrow to the torso because an arrow to the knee was too mainstream.
0: Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. <laughs> Rick, Daryl and Lori. Lori's such a bitch. I fucking hate Lori. <laughs> she has to die. I don't care. But But she's already
2: dead. Spoiler.
1: I, I kill her again?
0: Okay, yeah. I almost said Carl, but that would just be wrong.
2: That Uh, would be wrong. Glenn. Oh, Glenn, that's a good choice. Good choice, Glenn.
0: That's not our Kill Bang Mary for today, but I'm writing it down.
2: Okay, because Glenn had that great moment.
0: Oh, God, Glenn was so badass this this season. Yeah. They've just done good things this season. I'm so happy
2: with this season. I hate it. I just want to bring
1: this up. Only person in the world driving still
2: crashes. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was so stupid. I mean, you know, here's the thing. Lori on the TV show gets a lot of, like, you know, crap. The actress who played her did a really good job. She was just given really shitty material sometimes. (laughs) Like, you're going to be driving a car, and you're going to be stupid, and you're going to crash. And it's just, you know, she sold it. She did what she could with it. But I can't imagine in the back of her head, it's like, what the fuck I wouldn't be crashing the car but yeah so that it's the writers on that one how they did Laurie in the TV show how you know everybody with
0: them, they did give Laurie a good death uh-huh they they did a really good job with her death cuz you know after giving her so many shit times <laughs> where they were just yeah. like only driver in the world i'm going to crash <laughs> what the fuck uh, she actually, they they did redeem her a little bit in her desk.
2: Yeah, and they've done a really good job at redeeming Carl because last season was just where's Carl? Where's Carl? Not in the house. Not in the house. Guess what? He's I'm
1: so glad you it. cued me up for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: for for those that are listening to the audio version, we have uh, Laurie playing uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and the question is, where's Carl? And every answer is not in the house. <laughs>
0: He's
1: yeah. also killed Shane. Yay, internet memes. They make me lol. Oh, there's another good one. She goes, I've got 99 problems, but Carl ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, I'm going to stop looking at stupid, funny <laughs> Walking Dead pictures now. <laughs> uh, going back to the chat room, Mike has said, John is a nice guy. I was sad when he died. Well, it's I true. think he's got some oh. other stuff. He went to go do a project with uh, Frank Darabont, who was the original showrunner of Walking yeah, Dead.
2: that gangster <laughs> show.
0: Yeah, did that come to fruition, or is it is that not happening? I haven't I heard anything. I do not about know it. actually.
2: I heard it got picked up, but it hasn't aired or something. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I wouldn't mind seeing more John though. He was on um, he was on How I Met Your Mother too, although that was a while ago. He played the dude. the dude. The dude. The dude. I can't remember his name, but he was he was it was a it was just one episode. Ah. I don't remember it. Although this week's episode, they kept talking about fritters and Tim Hortons, so I almost make made a trip up north so I could get me some Tim Hortons.
1: We got a Tim Hortons just in my parents' hometown about an hour from here, actually.
0: Hey, that means I don't have to get my passport. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no Tim Hortons in Chicago. We get Starbucks. Lots and lots of Starbucks.
1: I was just happy when we got a Tudor's Biscuit World.
2: I don't know what that is. (laughs) I don't know what that is either.
1: Uh, It's so tasty. It's basically made from scratch biscuits with breakfast food, so you can get it, like, loaded with, like, egg, cheese, ham, things like that, or you can get biscuits and gravy. Why aren't we talking about food? Now I'm going to get hungry.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't eaten breakfast yet, and my dad's making pancakes that I can't eat, and I really want to eat them.
1: Pancakes. I like pancakes. He doesn't
0: like pancakes.
1: Evidently, Naki doesn't like pancakes.
0: I love pancakes. I can't eat pancakes anymore.
1: Well, let's go to our next story here. There's a rumor that the Justice League script might be getting tossed. I haven't read the story yet, but uh, let's see.
0: I heard about oh. that.
1: Uh, citing several sources, Badass Digest claims that the script by Will Beal has been canned. The reason for the supposed change of direction: no one likes the screenplay.
0: It from what which, I, what which is what why I've they understood. can't get a director. <laughs> yeah, from what I've understood, they said that the screenplay was shit, and it was it sounded like it was another case of too many villains, not enough heroes. That being oh.
1: said, if if they're smart, they hold off and get. Well, they're doing something smart and holding off to try and make it be right versus just put something out.
0: Yeah, they're, they're trying to jump on the superhero bandwagon, and that's totally cool, but they need to do a good job because after that shit movie, which if you don't know what I'm pointing to, I have a Green Lantern poster that everybody used to give me shit about. There's a reason why I no longer sit with my back to it. I wouldn't
1: turn my back on Ryan Reynolds either. What are you talking about? I thought Green Lantern was the greatest movie. I can't say it a straight face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't
0: say it. Was that. The, it was the greatest video game I ever watched.
1: <laughs> no, it really wasn't, because that would be one of the Metal Gear games. Because those are the greatest video games I ever watched. Because, of, yeah. or, or Final Fantasy 13, because all you do is push X to move between cutscenes.
2: Exactly. I don't know how Ryan made it
1: to hour 18 and still kept playing. I quit at 15 when I got bored of pushing X, 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 X. Me too. Watch the 30-minute cutscene, X, X, pause, save, quit. What the fuck am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Where did my life go wrong?
2: (laughs) Chris Pratt is uh, going to be the lead character in Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: I feel like I know him from somewhere. I'm Googling him now.
2: Oh my, that sounds dirty. He's in Zero Dark Thirty
1: is not he on, like, The Office or something also?
0: Oops, I apparently have got
2: Parks him. and Recreation.
0: Okay. Oh, I know him from Parks
2: and Rec. Okay. Yeah, he's going to be Star-Lord. That, that's that been rumored to be going to
1: everyone, so I'm glad they finally found it, because at one point they were saying Joseph Gordon-Levitt, then they said Zachary Levi, and then they were saying... Crap, I can't even remember all the names that have been rumored for Star-Lord.
0: I'd be okay with Zachary Levi.
1: Yeah, but the problem is he's already playing a character in Thor 2. He's replacing... um, Who was the character that... uh. Josh Dallas played, because he's stuck in Once Upon a Time, so he can't reprise the character role in Thor. Um, so he's yeah. taking up that role. Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time.
0: Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking up who he was in Thor. I want to say it's like Falandral or something like that. Or... I don't know. He's pretty.
1: <laughs> Ferg, uh, Ferg <laughs> brings up a good point. Best game I ever watched. Zeno Saga. <laughs> Touche. There you
0: it's, go.
1: It's a very Xeno long Saga was scene. See,
0: I, I enjoyed Xeno Saga though. Regardless of the fact that it was nine thousand cutscenes,
1: and then uh, Anthony asks in regards to uh, the the actor cast, Chris Pratt. He goes, "The big dumb guy from Parks and Rec." I think that's who it is. I'm not sure.
0: Yes, he's the big dumb guy, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Thor and Thor, uh, Josh Dallas was Fandral.
1: I was close. Uh, Anthony says, "I hope that falls through." Chris Pratt can't pull off Star Lord. Mm-hmm. I'll give Marvel credit. I mean, I have I've. Been wary of some of the people they've cast in those roles for other movies, and they've pulled it off so far, so they've they've earned my faith in them at this point.
0: I've just, because after after Heath Ledger's Joker, I've kind of quieted a bit when it comes to uh, people being cast in roles, because Heath Ledger completely proved me wrong, so it's just kind of like, alright, I'll shut up now. Although, fucking, I love, love, love Tom Hardy, and I was not a fan of his Bane. But I don't think it was his fault. I think it was the writer's fault.
2: Yeah. This is Chris Pratt, if anybody okay, is curious.
0: Hello, adorable man. I don't
1: know. I've <laughs> got faith in them to see what they do. Yeah, but <laughs> just looking at this article, they had a bunch of people come in for test deals. They had Zero Dark Thirties, Joel Edgerton, Boardwalk Empires, Jack Houston, Cloud Atlas's Jim Sturgis. Uh, Jim Sturgess
0: is amazing. He's in across the universe.
1: Eddie Redmayne from Les Miserables. They all came in and did screen tests. And then, like we said before, Zach Levi and Joseph Gordon-Levitt were rumored to be the uh, leads in the role at one
0: point. I think well they were rumoring Joseph Gordon Levitt in a lot of things, uh, yeah, I think especially Justice League, bring him in as the new Batman. I think yeah. they're gonna bring he'd be Nightwing, at least in my mind.
1: I don't know. I think they kind of have to make a clean break from a uh, Chris Nolan's Batman to try and do a Batman that would fit in with the Justice League, because I just don't see Bale Batman fitting in with, or in this case, Joseph Gordon <laughs> Levitt Batman fitting in with Superman and Green Lantern. And-
0: I'm glaring at you because I well, it doesn't really look like it because I'm Asian, so it just looks like I'm sleeping at you. But I'm glaring at you because I want to see Joseph Gordon levitt in the Nightwing uniform. I want to see that happen.
1: Well, I don't think you're gonna see it happen.
0: I wanna see it happen. <laughs> Have you seen that butt?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> there's, actually, ass. there's a Kickstarter project that I backed that's to do a nightwing web series yeah, that, that actually cool. went through. And the costume is badass looking for it.
2: Yeah. Badass. But I think they should wait for another Batman movie.
0: I think they have to. Really do. I, if they re, if they were going to do the Ryan Reynolds reboot right away,
2: <laughs> and if they do reboot it, not an origin story because we kind of all know it.
0: Well, the Superman movie that's coming out is another fucking origin story. I know. Like, yeah, like, that's. This- I'm like sitting here like we had a fucking TV show, a 10-season long TV show <laughs> yeah. that is now a comic book on Superman origin stories. We don't need any more origin for
2: Superman. Well, go back I mean, his, with- and his go origin you could do in like two lines of dialogue. I mean, it's just...
1: But I think no. they're changing up his origin a little bit here. Because, I mean, in the trailer they make a big point of he's talking to his dad, what should I have done, not not saved him? He's like, maybe you shouldn't have, or something like that. And they're trying to give it a little bit more of a, an edge to the backstory, I think, for they're
0: lack trying of a to better term. The, looking, it looks like they're trying to do the Nolan. Well, he's the executive
1: Russell, producer.
2: Yeah, I know Russell Crowe's Superman's dad, right? Yeah, Russell he's Crowe, Crowe. Is
1: Jor-El, and then Kevin Costner is Jonathan Kent.
2: Yeah.
0: At least it's Zod and not Lex Luthor again.
2: Kneel before Zod.
0: I enjoy Zod. We Zod- were missing- and Thor don't fight on
2: Twitter anymore. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we missed
1: some comments in the chat room. Anthony has said, good point. Chris Evans was perfect as Johnny Storm, and I wasn't able to picture him in his cap, and he nailed Steve Rogers. That's one of the ones I was thinking of. And, yeah. uh, Ryan has said, Chris Pratt has a pretty varied career looking at IMDb. He's not necessarily the look I would have gone with, but it seems he's got the chops. And then also in regard to the Kickstarter, Ryan has said he saw that effort... The short they produced before was pretty good for the fan effort. It really was. I mean, just here, I'll give you a look at the costume real quick, just off of this video. I mean, the costume looks badass that they developed.
0: Now, is this going to be an uh, an anime Is this animated or is this no?
1: It's live action. And they, and since they made they met their goal, they're actually going to go and do shooting in different cities across the United States and stuff for parts of it. I'm really, really curious to see how it goes. The short video attached to it is badass. Interesting. I've put enough in that when I'm getting a Nightwing t-shirt out of it, plus a Blu-ray of the vo- of the movie when it's done, even though okay. it's all going to be online, but
0: you fancy? I know.
1: I was I was intrigued by it, I'll be honest. But that one came up about seven days ago where it ran through and got successfully funded. Yay. Let's see. Another couple cool. comments here. Jeanette has said that would be Geek Girl Nirvana, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and superhero pants. Mm, she also yeah, says, yeah. I'd like to see a Caprica-style Krypton prequel. Now, that could be really cool. Or it could flop because I thought Caprica was going to be really cool, and while I enjoyed it, it was nowhere near as good as Battlestar. Uh,
2: say, Caprica, Caprica went, and it... And... Then near
1: the end, they realized, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, we should probably wrap this up.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that it went, yeah, it was kind of dull. I, I was, was going
0: to say, uh, uh, I, I've heard from, about Caprica that it was really, really slow in the beginning. Once you get past the beginning, it actually starts picking up and is kind of interesting, and then it dulls out again at the end.
1: Exactly. Their problem at the end is they realize they're getting cancelled and they had to try and put too many plot threads together to fix everything.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's see. Another comment here. Fergus said, How I Met Your Mother is going to be the origin story of the origin story of the origin story of Superman. (laughs) (laughs) I will say if you want to see... Go read Irredeemable, and there's some Superman tie-ins into that, some homages to that that you'll really enjoy, plus the fact that Irredeemable is basically Superman that goes bad.
0: I've actually been reading uh, Incorruptible.
1: Yeah, that was the book that tied in with it.
0: Yeah. Uh, In Irredeemable, unfortunately, we don't have all of that series in my shop. We only have the first book, and then we don't have another one until the sixth book. So I'm waiting until we get two, three, four, five before I start reading.
1: Yeah, it, it's, oh man, I loved Irredeemable. It was recommended to me when I was listening to the folks on Fanboy Buzz, Naki. At
0: fanboybuzz.com.
1: Thank you. They were talking about it there, and I think it was probably about four months before it re- it finished its run, so I found them on sale and I bought them all, and I think I went through the entire run of Irredeemable up to that point, like, a day and a half, and it was awesome.
0: I, I enjoyed what I read so far of Incorruptible. I read the first two trades. I feel like I'm missing part of the story because I haven't read Irredeemable, so... I'll have to pick that up first before I continue on with Incorruptible.
1: Yeah, another couple comments on here. Ryan has said, I want to see a Red Sun as a movie, but as a DC Elseworld, for those that aren't familiar, he says Red Sun is the story of a what if Superman landed in Russia instead of Kansas. That would be bad. i
2: heard
0: about that.
1: Superman Red Sun is really good.
0: Jeanette says, it would be interesting to see what Krypton destroy itself. It would be interesting to see Krypton destroy itself, probably very relevant, it's true. Uh, Anthony says the new Superman just needs an incredible Hulk I- intro credit scene with the origin of All Star Superman. Yes,
1: that's I completely true. Completely agree. <laughs> yeah, four sentences, eight words. Doom Planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. Yeah, if if you have, have you guys either read or seen the All Star Superman movie?
0: Um, I'm actually watching it right now.
1: All Star Superman is awesome, and I'm not a big fan of Grant Morrison normally, and I really enjoyed this one. And they actually do a really cool homage to uh to all-star Superman in the most recent uh, season 11 of Smallville book.
0: I actually, like, I've never watched Smallville, so I feel like I should watch it, especially because you keep talking about the finale.
1: You can probably start watching Smallville around season 7 and be okay. That's when it really started to turn more into a superhero show versus a soap opera kind of show, because it became more uh, superhero-centric. The series finale.
2: Season 6, though, was pretty good.
0: That's
1: true. I'd say start with 6, then.
0: I'm a completionist.
1: Oh, the first couple seasons, if you're looking for a superhero drama, are pretty rough. But that yeah, being said. Yeah,
2: very high school.
1: You get some pretty cool family moments between Clark and his mom and dad. Yeah. Because Jonathan Kent is like a, a fixture in the first four seasons, really, of yeah. awesomeness. And then season five, he had to change up his character a little bit.
0: Anthony says the, fir- the early Freaks of the Week episodes are great.
1: Some of them are. I mean, you find out, you see a lot of uh, cross. Crossover stuff there, because I guess uh, Amy Adams, who's Lois Lane in the new movie, was actually a Freak of the Week in Season 1 of Smallville at one point.
0: I don't know what Freak of the Week is, so I'm just going to nod and smile.
1: It's a lot like, go back to the old X-Files formula, where every week there was just a new mystery they went out and solved, and you didn't really have a long, overarching overarching plot.
0: Mm, okay.
1: So basically, yeah. it's a bunch of one and dones.
2: Yeah, because everybody's infected by the meteor rock. Yep. that's around because of the the meteor that Superman came in. So they deal with the crypta the kryptonite that's in, um, you know, the water and the ground and stuff, and yep. how certain people get infected and they get powers too.
1: And I'll I'll continue on my Smallville love fest. They even had a Christopher Reeves came on to play a role. A oh, that role. was As awesome. Heard of someone who's a scientist yeah. who's familiar with Kryptonians. It was, it was really good i mean and, and christopher reeve wanted to come do it when they offered the role so it was badass he get to come in there and they even referenced back to him in the series finale christopher reeve and it was an awesome moment i mean the, anthony and i were talking about this on twitter last night is that the entire 10-year run builds up to this perfect last two minutes of the show the very last two minutes of the show is just like a perfect superman yep. scene and you're like oh my god this is badass they even bring in the john williams theme and all of that and if you were a fan like me who'd been watching for years, that happened. You're like, oh, my God, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. And kinda yeah, so had a little nerd squee at the end.
2: Yeah. Uh, right. Finally. Finally, right. he wears the suit. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's
0: that's the thing, though. That's why I'm so frustrated with this movie that's coming out is because you did already have your moments of that. Like, even though, you know, I'm not a fan of Smallville, I've never been a big Superman fan, whatever – You guys already had your moments of, you know, the origin, of the donning of the suit, of it being, you know, this big emotional thing. Why do it again? Well, I I, think
1: part of what they have to do here is they have to get away from Superman Returns because a lot of people hated that movie. Myself included.
2: It was poorly written. When they announced the new Superman movie, I really thought they were going to do Tom Welling, and they were going to take the end of Smallville, and then they were going to have him as Superman, yeah. and then Damn. sort of do the um, big screen version of Smallville. I really thought that's what they were going to do. Not, it's not what they did.
1: Well, that's what they're doing in the comic, because Brian Q. Miller, who was writing the uh, Batgirl book before the New 52, and he actually wrote some episodes of Smallville, has taken over the Season 11 book. And... It takes place like a few months after the season finale after the series finale. Wow. Not at not in the 7 year forward time gap that they talk about but like after the main events of the story. So you've oh, got okay. Clark who's established himself from being the blur to Superman and they've actually started bringing in other heroes like they did a big crossover and brought Batman in which was awesome cuz Batman was in Smallville and they've started bringing in his uh, past allies like they're doing a big arc right now with Impulse who is being uh. chased by the Black Flash right now so they brought in Jay Garrick so there's all sorts of little toss-ins to all these other DC elements, but they put the uh, Smallville take on them. Oh, that's cool! I have really, really enjoyed it. And Anthony has made a suggestion here. He goes, "Tom Welling for JLA with the red trunks." <laughs> Where are you? I don't know if I'm Tom Welling. I'm probably a little glad I have a chance to go and do something else now because ten years is a long time to play one role.
0: Well, I mean, besides well, it's a steady paycheck. You have to paychecks. That's that's generally what, what you have to go. Well, for, let's put it this
1: it. way: He was the only person on that show to have been on there for all ten seasons when it was all said and done, because Allison Mack took half the season off for season ten. So he was the only person to have appeared in every episode.
2: Yeah.
0: He might have he, he liked it. And I, who I doesn't want to be fucking Superman? Yeah.
2: And well, he got to direct and...
1: And he was the executive producer for the last couple yeah. seasons, too. I, we were talking about this, God, it was a while ago. I went on Josh's show, Points of Interest, and we were talking about different podcasts we'd all listen to and things. And he and I were both big fans of Shoe, which is the Starkville House of L, where they break things down. And they've talked a ton about Smallville and all the comics. They do a weekly show with Brian Q. Miller now to talk about that book that comes out. But the fact they were talking about is that Tom Welling at one point used to be kind of shy of going out and interacting with the fans, they'd said, until he got to come out to one of the comic cons, and they all pretty much just embraced him. And from that point on, he's like, this is the greatest thing ever.
0: Can't blame him. I mean, Smallville was pretty popular, even though, like, I kept, re- I remember reading about how they were going to cancel it and all this other stuff, but it's a CW, so you knew it wasn't going to happen.
1: What really surprised me that they were able to pull off is in season seven, they basically wrote off Lex Luthor, and they still did another three seasons of the show without Lex. I know. And I was like, holy crap. And Michael Rosenbaum was awesome as Lex Luthor.
2: Yes, he was. I, I wish he didn't leave,
1: but... I kind of understand why he wanted to.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Not going to lie, every time I see Michael Rosenbaum, I think of that horrible yet awesome movie, Sorority Boys.
1: I think of him as the Flash in the Justice League cartoon.
0: If you've never seen Sorority Boys, you probably should. Because it's horrible, but it's awesome. Because it's Anthony, hysterical.
1: And Anthony's also brought up this good point: if you're going to be typecast, be typecast as Superman.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right? right. Yeah. I mean, except for Brandon Ralph. I feel bad for him. I
1: feel bad but, for him, but he got, got, got a really he got a great guest star run in Chuck. If you've never seen Chuck, Zeke, no. Uh
0: I've 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 heard that I really need to start watching Chuck, and I guess it's on Netflix Instant now, so I really can start watching Chuck. One of these days.
1: I got started on the Chuck Party late. My buddy watched it through season one, and he was, like, the biggest evangelist for it, basically. He's like, you have to watch it. You're going to love it. So I picked up the season one Blu-ray for Dirt Cheap, and I started watching I was like, this is awesome. Plus, Adam Baldwin, badass. He basically plays Jane, but as a
0: spy. I I might not agree with a lot of Adam Baldwins. I had to stop following him on Twitter. um, Points of view, but he's a fantastic actor.
2: Yeah.
1: And Anthony agrees. He says Brandon Roth was great on Chuck. And yeah, you'll really like Chuck. They took what, I I don't know, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. You know how when Big Bang Theory started at first, it wasn't let's make fun of the nerds. It's kind of let's kind of embrace parts of that culture. This show really kind of stuck to that throughout. Yeah, They they had elements of nerd culture, but they never really made fun of it. They kind of embraced it, even their guys that were stereotypically like that.
0: Yeah, that's what I've heard. And that's, you know, that's why I'm intrigued by it. Plus, you know, I like that sort of thing. Yeah, Fer-
1: Fergus said in the chat room, Chuck's not on Netflix streaming, but I do know that they signed a deal with Warner Brothers. That was one of the shows that was included. It just might not be started yet when it was eligible to go on Netflix. So,
0: Gotcha. Hopefully it will be soon then so I can watch it because that's pretty much how I watch everything.
2: Yeah. Thank goodness for Netflix.
1: Well, they've also got Fringe. They just signed a big deal a while ago. I'm trying to see the date, though.
0: Hopefully soon.
1: Yeah, they have they've they signed a deal for shows like Revolution, 666, Park Avenue, The Following, Chuck, Fringe, Lawnmire, Political Animals, Revolution, West Wing. I can't see the date when it's supposed to start. Yeah, the, this this uh, announcement did not divulge any financial terms or when the programs would begin to appear. But they have signed a deal, so it will show up at some point. And when it does, really recommend it. I enjoyed Chuck. Cool. I sound kind of dirty. Hey. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, do you guys want to play a game now?
0: Let's play a game. Game time! And now it's time for a new game of Kill, Bang, or Marry. Three characters, one choice each. You decide.
1: I'm going to kick it over to Naki then at 57 minutes and 50 seconds.
0: So, um, this week, we are playing Kill, Bang, Marry. Uh, You are given three options, and you can choose... Uh, one for each option. One option is kill, the other option is bang, and the final option is marry. And bang also works as death by snoo-snoo as we have established in the past. So if you, if you have a character that you just want to bang um, but you also pretty much need to kill them, you can kill them by snoo-snoo. So this week... I... <laughs> death by um, So this week uh, I had a little help. Uh, from our local Canadian, I guess. Is that is? <laughs> our local Canadian. Uh, potato Waste, with a, with a three, not an E, uh, sent me a couple. Uh, Ferg, who is in the chat room currently, uh, he sent me a few. I, I took a combination of both of them for this week, so your first choice. Uh, I didn't pull up any pictures because my screen share still isn't working. So oh, no.
1: snap.
0: Oh, snap, oh, snap. So... Google. Google that shit.
1: I'm going to have to.
0: Um, your first round is Burt Ward, Adam West, and Eartha Kitt. The, uh, this is Adam West, Batman, Burt Ward, Robin, and Eartha Kitt is Catwoman uh, from the 60s. I know we all love all three of them, but you must kill Bang and Mary.
1: Mm. In their current state or in their 1960s state,
0: Go, uh, well, Earth the Kid's dead, isn't she?
1: I don't know, but I'm
0: pretty positive she died.
1: Okay, let's go with a 1960s look then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna double check that actually.
1: Uh... Well, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to kill Robin because Robin annoys the piss out of me. I don't okay. need to hear holy whatever Batman every time he talks. <laughs> I'm going to. Bang Earth a Kit and I'm gonna marry Adam West because then I could be on Family Guy.
0: That's true. And Adam West is fantastic <laughs> on Family Guy. You have to give him that.
1: Yeah. Mayor Adam West.
0: Adam West. Adam
2: West. Alright. <laughs> Anyways. Um I'm I, I'm going to kill Robin, Burt Ward, because yes, that that is annoying. Um I will bang. Eartha Kitt because she's just so sexy, and I will marry Adam West because he also cooks.
0: He does cook.
2: He does cook. He Does cook. So, um, yeah, that's a way to my heart right there. Uh,
0: it's a way to my stomach and my heart.
2: Yeah. So there we go. He cooks. So from the I- chat,
1: from the chat room, Anthony says he agrees with me.
2: Yeah. Go me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think we're all pretty much in agreement of kill Bert Ward. Sorry, buddy.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, Bert. <laughs> sorry, Bert.
1: You're just associated with Robin. I can't handle that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Holy jeepers! Oh, everybody's killing me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Holy political statements, Batman. Bang, Eartha Kitt because, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're gonna. We're going to marry Adam West because he is Adam West, Adam West. Adam West, Adam West. There we go. Um, I don't know what Ferg just sent in the chat room. It's a
1: dinosaur drinking a martini. If you click on it, it opens.
0: Oh, fancy. <laughs> um, so your second round comes from Ferg. And your choices are from Portal 2. We have the co-op bops. Bops. Yep. That's what I said. I'm gonna to stick to it. Uh, Shell and Glados.
2: Oh, okay. I want to go first on this one. Please it's do. Already. I haven't played. I'm before going. This. I'm going to kill Glados because the bitch lied about cake. <laughs> she said there was cake and there wasn't cake. Bitch, gotta That's die. <laughs> That's um, the to die. <laughs> I will bang the co-op bots because that sounds like fun, and <laughs> I will. Mary shell because um then we then see my name's michelle and her name's shell and i just think that would be fun and she's also smart and all that type of stuff so there we go
0: doesn't she also have a portal gun yes so, so you know that just helps with everything that exactly means when my
1: back itches i can reach my back and scratch it
2: mm-hmm hmm.
0: that's just weird yeah, but there's
1: always that spot on your back that you can't reach by yourself.
2: Oh, and I know. It's the worst. So the portal gun would
1: be very helpful for that. It would. See, there's some thoughts behind this. I'm
2: glad
0: that we that the first thing you think of with a portal gun is I can scratch my own back. All
1: right, so in that case, I'm marrying the girl with the portal gun because there's there's implications for what the portal gun could be used for: thievery, back scratching, things like that. And then, uh, I guess I'll. Kill Glados because I like the whole cake line, and then whatever the other one is, I guess I have to bang it.
0: <laughs> you're gonna kill. You're gonna bang co-op bots.
1: Yeah, sure. I don't.
0: I don't know. Bot. I don't play Portal. I don't know what any of this stuff is. Uh, oh, the co-op bots each have a portal gun, so Ooh, you want to you want to work on your uh, your answer there a little bit.
1: Go nah, I'll just it. stick with it. I don't know what I'm talking about anyway. So why why make it go longer?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to kill GLaDOS, and it's not because of the whole cake thing. It's because she wants to murder me. (laughs) That's true. i just going to kill her first.
1: Uh Uh-oh, we have a special guest feature.
0: Uh Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: What's up, guys? I can barely hear you. It's loud as fuck here. I just wanted to stop in and say hi. I'm going to go get a butterbeer.
0: I'm jealous. I'm I'm a bitch. (laughs) Ah. We're jealous. Wait, wait, Ada. Hey, before you leave, before you disappear on us, uh, kill, bang, Mary, Glados, tell uh, or the co-op bots. You play Portal. Ah, uh, I don't have time to think about that. Um,
1: shit, bang and kill them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Death quest, <new> stew. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. I just learned there's a fake carnival here, so everyone here speaks Spanish and I feel like I'm, uh, like a minority. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love this in-depth reporting we're getting from the field. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know like the camera angle sucks, but uh, if you guys want to boot me because I don't know how to leave this thing. Uh, Jess says hi. Later, guys. You guys have a good vacation. See ya. All right. so that was our special that I teased at the very beginning, is that Adahay joined us while on vacation from Universal Studios. I don't know about you, but that's commitment.
0: Yep. I don't think I've ever joined in from any of the conventions I've worked. Well, he's probably got
1: better uh, cellular signal going to Universal Studios than in a convention where everyone is bogged into one small hall and overloading local cell networks.
2: Oh, God, yeah.
0: Plus, I'm usually running around and being a bitch, so...
1: We we saw how well my attempt to appear at a convention (laughs) lasted for about 20 minutes before my Wi-Fi went dead. (laughs) Anthony (laughs) says, yeah, he should be committed since he came on while on vacation.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, And then the final round for Kill Bang Mary um, is we're going to go with the classic series of Power Rangers. And we're going to do the Blue Ranger, the Black Ranger, and the Yellow Ranger. So we have... Oh shit, now I gotta remember their names. We have Billy, uh it was Trina. the dude that always
1: wore overalls.
0: Yeah, Billy was the guy in overalls. He was a Ranger.
1: whiny bitch, wasn't he?
0: Oh god, yes he was. Uh Trina, the yellow Asian girl. Yeah. Let's go stereotypical guys. Uh what was the, what was the Black Ranger's name? I can't remember his name.
1: Uh Zach, was it?
0: Yes, Zach.
1: Look at that stretching that memory from over twenty years ago almost.
0: So you have Billy, Zach, and Trina. Of the Power Rangers.
1: Teenagers with attitude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. And we were as racist as we could possibly be by casting this.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Chris, I'm going to kick it to you first.
1: I'm going to kill Billy because he's a whiny bitch. <laughs> That's what yeah. I remember from that show, is he whined about everything and he got his ass kicked. Yet somehow he got this ultimate power to go be an ass kicker or something. I don't know, it's bullshit. Fuck. I guess I'll marry the Asian girl and I'll bang black ranger i don't know i got no reasons why it's just i want to make sure i killed billy (laughs) (laughs) that was the real important thing because he annoyed the piss out of me
2: yeah i too would kill billy happily kill billy um
1: although he did make that flying volkswagen beetle if i remember right that was kind of cool
0: because who doesn't want a flying volkswagen beetle hell yeah it's a flying car
2: put up with all his bitchy whiny stuff
0: Maybe I
1: can kill him after he makes the car.
2: (laughs) Take the car?
1: (laughs) Take the car.
2: Yeah, so we're going to kill you, we're going to take your car. Uh, I guess I would bang the yellow ranger and then marry the black ranger. I have no particular reasons either.
1: Yeah, just the important thing is you killed Billy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You have your priorities, and I salute that.
0: All right, well, I'm, I'm going different from you guys. I'm going to kill Trina. I'm going to kill the yellow ranger. Uh, oh. because, bitch, there can only be one of these Asians right now.
1: So, what are you going to do, take her power coin or whatever?
0: Yes. I'm going to be the yellow ranger. Come on. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm going to bang Billy, but first I'm going to put a bag over his head and a gag in his mouth.
2: <laughs> That's
1: not dark at
0: all.
2: <laughs> and Billy know. somehow dies.
1: <laughs> Death by suffocation. you like, David Carradine. <laughs> autoerotic asphyxiation for Billy,
0: <laughs> and I'm gonna bury Zach because he's just he's left, and you know what they say about black guys? Uh, uh yeah.
2: they're black. They're black?
0: <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> they don't tan easily. <laughs> it means I get a really cute baby. That's what it means. <laughs>
1: Berg has pointed out in honor of the uh, starting of the new Power Rangers season, he linked to the wiki page of it, and it says on there it is their 20th season of Power Rangers.
2: Wow. Oh, God.
0: Is Tommy still up? Because I, I know Tommy came, Tommy came back for a couple seasons. Like,
1: Isn't he like an MMA fighter in real life? Yeah,
0: he's, he's an MMA fighter. I heard he's not
1: very good, but... Well,
0: he's a Power Ranger. <laughs> you know what
1: shit he has to take from people for being a Power Ranger in the, in the ring, though, right? Oh, God.
2: <laughs> go, go, Power Rangers.
1: Yeah, according to the official Power Rangers wiki... Power Rangers Megaforce is the 20th season of Power Rangers, coinciding with the 20th anniversary. Okay. Let's see. The synopsis. Megaforce features Gosai, a supernatural being who has, been, who has protected the Earth for centuries as his robotic assistant. But when the evil Warstar aliens begin their massive invasion, Gosai calls upon five t- five teenagers with attitude to form the ultimate team, the Megaforce.
3: Force. Ooh. Ooh.
0: You, okay, so have either of you watched, like, they have all of the Power Rangers seasons on, uh, on Netflix now. Have either of you watched them?
1: I cannot or say that I have.
0: Adult? Yeah. No. Okay, I so I totally watched the first three seasons. Yep. Why? Did that. Because I was obsessed with them as a kid. I wanted to be a Power Ranger so bad.
1: Uh, according to Anthony, the Green Ranger now wears MMA t-shirts that say Jesus didn't tap.
0: Yep. Yep, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea
1: how to respond to that, to be honest. What
0: does that mean? I don't... It's kind of hard to tap when your
1: arms are nailed down.
0: He was at New York Comic Con, and that's what all of his pictures... All of his pictures has that on the bottom, and he was wearing this shirt, and I was just like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Burke says,
1: so this is now one more thing in my queue. (laughs) (laughs) Good work, Naki.
0: Yes. Glad I could help.
1: I don't have Netflix right now, so unless it's on Amazon, I won't see it. Lame. I got Amazon Prime shipping on everything, though, since I have Amazon streaming. It works Lame. out well for me. I don't, <laughs> I don't have to leave the house except to buy groceries unless I want to now. It's awesome.
2: Oh, gosh. Some Great. places where you can you can actually order groceries online. e
1: Yeah, I live in West Virginia.
2: I
0: was going to say, like... We are slowly turning into that uh, into wall the wall E people. Yeah, I refuse. I leave the house when I can, which isn't very often, but I can. But next week for Kill Big Mary, we now have Rick, Daryl, and Glenn as one we- as one of the rounds.
1: How about Mario, Luigi, and Peach? Okay, I like that one. Anthony Eat. says he thinks he verbally tapped on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> Thank you for saying something worse than me. I don't have to feel bad. <laughs> Oh man! I'm going to
0: hell oh, man I determined that a long time ago. I'll <laughs> see you guys
1: gonna... there at least, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's where all the best people go is hell because we're gonna have one massive party. I'm going to hell. I was already planning on being there. We've lost like, a lot of people in the chat room. Have we just been boring today with
2: the shit, guys?
1: I don't know. I think we might have been a little boring. It's also Sunday and people have lives and the weather's actually kind of nice in some places.
2: It's not here. Oh, God, it's snowing. We've got not...
1: sunshine and it's mid-50s.
2: Ah, oh, shut up. Yeah. My window...
1: And I My... live in the
0: mountains. My window is open but it's and the snow looks like it's melting. I guess we're not getting you guys the, the East Coast snow over here.
2: There's no plus
0: Well, okay,
1: so, so you was, guys was saw looking... what it looked like on the East Coast today, right? Yeah. This was this was seen on the East Coast today. <laughs> it's coming. The uh, empire's here.
0: The at at is here. Um.
1: I'd shit myself if an at at
0: showed up. Right. So. I'd be kind of scared. A couple years ago, Chicago had a snow apocalypse. Ours was worse than the East Coast. So I've just, East Coast currently, I mean, Boston still wins out on everything, but East Coast currently, and I've just, like, I've been sitting there like, we've already had this, it happened to us a couple years ago, we're already ready for this shit, giggle, giggle, and then I feel bad because, you know, that's not very
1: nice.
3: So but then I, I go to
0: hell anyway. So does it, matter?
1: I just have to share this cuz I got a funny text message from Steven. He goes, "I had to run out to get raid fucking ants, but I streamed the, I streamed you the whole way in my car." <laughs> <laughs> that's commitment. Sir. That's sir, serious commitment.
2: Oh, oh that man. is commitment. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm also
1: sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. I love it.
1: That's pretty awesome that it worked. Yeah, I just heard my cell phone beep and say that. So I was like, what the hell? (laughs)
0: Uh, We love our fans. Please feel free to continue streaming us at any time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Fergus said the snow at North Boston is messed up, which is true. And I guess we had a video malfunction for a while ago. So sorry, guys. Because Anthony says his feed locked up and the screen went weird. But... Uh, if it happens again, let us know. It might just be a YouTube issue of some kind. I don't know.
2: Yeah, for some reason, YouTube won't work in Gro- Google Chrome for me today. Really? kind of weird, yeah. I was
1: running it earlier. I don't know. There's some weird new Flash player keeps trying to download in the background. I'm not sure yeah. what's going on. Like pep Flash or something like that. I don't know what's going on.
2: I don't know either, so. YouTube
0: blows. What?
2: No, I can't say that.
0: We'll don't lose our it. stream.
1: We'll lose our stream. It's like when I made fun of Comcast and then got pulled off the air for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: They're
1: listening. I know. I have no issue with Comcast right now. We're friends again.
0: Yay. They gave me
1: a good deal on my cable bill.
0: I got so pissed off because my dad had switched over. What am I watching now? Oh, it's Batman Year One. Uh, Sorry. Um, uh, We had switched from Comcast to AT&T, and I hated AT&T. I kept going on and on about how much I hate AT&T because I would never have internet. like My wireless just blew. And then the... Cable would go out all the time, so it's just, I got so pissed off. And then we switched back to Comcast, and now I'm happy again.
1: <laughs> except the that price, my- it's all too expensive. I want Fios, damn it.
0: Um, our price isn't too bad. for. We have three cable boxes. We're about to get a fourth because my sister just got her own TV. And we're all, except for my parents, we're all still on tube TVs, guys, and guess what? It's still fucking world- rules. Because you know what? Those 27 year old TVs still last. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>
1: you <mean. laughs> yeah, you you enjoy your standard def four by three frame pictures. I'll stick with my 1080p sixteen by nine.
0: You know what? I don't need to see the dimples on everybody's face. I don't need to see all of your little details of all your makeup because a lot of shows, like from what I've noticed, have not really like fixed their makeup. To yeah, work but with your anything. special effects
1: are gonna look like dick. Yeah, I
0: don't look like Dick. I'm watching it just find out. <laughs> You're watching Batman
1: <laughs> Year One. It's animated.
0: That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an accurate
1: comparison.
0: Not oh, the point, God. But, uh, it's, you know what? It does its job, and I don't have to worry about it crabbing out on me in like a year. Right. So there.
1: Go team then.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm have... all about old technology. Have you guys been watching Arrow? Nope. Yes.
1: Oh, Naki, no, you fail.
0: I. I keep trying to watch it online, and like it'll catch it. It'll tell me this episode isn't available anymore, and then I'll cho- go to watch it on on uh, on demand, and this episode isn't available anymore. So I just gave up. You
2: should yeah. be able to see it on the CW website. It
0: wouldn't. It wouldn't stream.
2: But... I don't know. I only have the app on
1: my iPad because I missed an episode. My DVR ate an episode, and I was too lazy to watch the commercials on demand because it's non fast forwardable, which is oh. garbage. Oh. Well, the reason I bring that up is because it looks like the CW has greenlit a pilot for Amazon, a.k.a. the Wonder Woman TV show. Now, it's only a pilot, so we have no idea whether it's going to get picked up or not. But it would presumably air on the CW since they're the ones that greenlit it. And the thought is it would probably either be before or after Arrow.
2: Huh. So it's no longer on the back burner? I know they said they wanted time to develop it. The, the This is, as of
1: January 28th, the pilot had been greenlit, but they are going to take their time when it comes to developing the script and putting things together, because I guess they've got time to get a pilot put out. Yeah. Because they'll probably, my guess is it'll probably end up being like a mid-season thing next year if it gets greenlit.
2: I hope it does. You need a Wonder Woman.
1: The, Arrow has been surprisingly good when I didn't have much hope for it. So, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic to see what they do with Amazon.
0: Does that mean DC will start using Wonder Woman more? Because supposedly she's one of the big three, but uh, I don't think she is. Like, I feel like that they undermarket her a lot. And, like, her new book, or her new 52 book, isn't, like, it started off strong, but it's not that good anymore.
2: She needs a villain. I mean, heroes are as good as their villain. You think of Batman, he's like, boom, Joker. You know, Superman, boom, Lex Luthor, Wonder Woman. Uh, who? She does the bracelets, and she has a lasso. Wasn't
1: she fighting the gods at one point in this uh, New 52 book?
0: Yeah, I think that's what she was doing. And then now she's just kind of Superman's girlfriend, and that's really it. Like, Yeah,
1: well, in regards to uh, your comment on the finding the shows online, Fergus said CW is one of those networks that only airs on-demand shows for the first two to three weeks after they air. He thinks it's to force you to watch it close to live or wait for the DVDs or official reruns.
0: Yeah, so in other words, sense. I'll never see it.
1: Uh and then Mike has also mentioned that Cheetah might be possible as Wonder Woman's main villain. I don't know. I don't read enough Wonder Woman to know.
2: Exactly. People don't read Wonder Woman. I want to, but it's just it never yeah. has any focus.
0: It it does it isn't done well, and I feel really bad because I would love to support Wonder Woman, but it they don't give her anything. <laughs> she she she's Superman's action now. She's you know, and it's it's I don't feel anything towards her as opposed to like Catwoman. I'm more interested in her stories, you know. Even Batwoman, who isn't that great, but you know, but Batgirl is. I don't know, Gail
1: Simone. Yeah,
0: but we can't talk about that.
1: I didn't do anything bad there. I just said it was Gail Simone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, if they gave, if they gave Wonder Woman to Gail Simone, I, I imagine she could do great things with it.
1: Josh Whedon wanted she, it, and they told him no. Didn't
2: Gail Simone have her once before? I don't I think so. Don't Maybe. know. Wasn't run? She redid Wonder Woman's origin. I thought sort of explained it a little bit more about how she was formed of clay. Is that her mom was like holding the clay or something? And because she wanted a child. I think that's the Gel Simone run. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm, I'm using is... the
1: Googles right now. Yep.
2: Oh, God. It
1: would help if I could spell today.
2: This is like going back in the vault. Oh, gosh.
1: Um, yeah, apparently
0: she did. It's called The Circle.
1: She was Wonder Woman's longest running female writer, according yeah. to Wikipedia. In 2007, she took over Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, there's. you could get the trade online. It's called The Circle. Um I don't know. Written by cool. Gail Simone, art by Terry Dodson, Rachel Dodson, Bernard Chang, and Randy or blah, Ron Randall.
1: The Dodsons do awesome artwork.
0: I never read this. I didn't even know it existed. So, you know, that's going on. Oh. Uh, she also that's... did Wonder Woman End of the Earth. Ends of the Earth. Uh and Contagion. Go team.
2: Yay.
0: Well this I, is really-
2: I I have to admit, you know, whole, like listening to You know, fanboy buzz guys and
0: yeah,
2: and then then doing this. I have to admit, I think I'm. I think the whole comic book thing. It's like it's like the Godfather. You know, you think you're out, but then they bring back (laughs) in. So, because like like right now, I'm so into my classic. G.I. Joe, pork chop sandwiches. (laughs) So.
0: God, that was awful, Chris. Why did you do that?
1: Oh, come on. The G.I. Joe, the, uh, the read-me-dubs are hilarious because you got the body massage guy, body massage. <laughs> and then the best, of course, being pork chop sandwiches. Oh, shit, get the fuck out. We're all going to die. I love it. Please um, <laughs> note editing. This would be a great place to cut that audio from somewhere
2: yeah, in Yeah, I was them. just thinking yeah. <laughs> But no, I'm, I'm into I'm trying. There's like 15 volumes. I'm on volume two. I don't wow. have all 15 volumes yet, but I really you know yay trade paperbacks. Yay
3: because um
2: it was really weird. Like in my household, it wasn't so much that like comics were a boy thing. It's just my dad didn't consider comics to be real reading.
0: Yep, that's kind He's of
2: it's like I did it. he, he he was always a book guy, and so books like you know doom stop reading that batman michelle read doom yep. okay i apologize so, for
0: my new angle sorry so one thing i like
2: about being an adult is like you get to do all the things that you couldn't when you were a kid
0: it was wonderful <laughs> i've been catching up online and like doing uh, uh comicsology and yeah it's been great working in a comic store because now all of a sudden i'm reading comics all the time
1: well, you're talking comicsology, and you work in a comic book store. Some people would crucify you for that.
0: I know, but I mean, comicsology. I'm not. I'm not a fan of comicsology. Let's just let's let's put it out like this. I'm not a big fan of of comicsology, but because the fact that not everything is printed and not everything work, is in my store, sometimes I need to fill in some issues.
1: I love comicsology because it allows me to scratch that itch when I want to read something immediately that I've just heard about.
0: Because you have instant gratification issues. I do. I assume.
1: Well, that's why, for instance, on Wednesday I'll be stopping by my local comic book shop on my way home from work to pick up Batman number seventeen. And oh, if anybody gosh. spoils me on Batman seventeen before I read it, I'm going to fucking murder them. Not literally, right. because that would be me threatening. Get it. I, <laughs> get I, I it will. A... I will murder your reputation somehow.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it Tuesday. So. Because... Well,
1: if you spoil me, just beware.
0: I'm going to just tweet you random things. And maybe it'll be spoilers, or maybe not. But you
1: see, I use Tweetbot, so I'll just put you on mute for a couple days, and I'll never Aww.
2: know. Oh,
0: <laughs> that's just no fun. <laughs> that's me.
1: I, I don't F around when it comes to Batman spoilers.
0: Yeah, no, I will. I'm not one of those people. I hate, I hate it when people spoil. I hate it. So I will not spoil it for anybody. But oh man, I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Death of the Family's been pretty cool.
0: Yes. And yesterday we were talking in the shop, like, what are the essential tie-ins? Because I've read every single one of them except for the Catwoman prologue and the uh, Detective Comics tie-in. Because I'm just not interested in Detective Comics, like, at all. So I I completely forgot that there even was a tie-in there. And apparently the Catwoman prologue was uh, Joker running in the background, and that was it.
1: I think I read the Catwoman prologue. I don't think it was bad, but I can't remember. I've been reading mostly just Batman, Batman and Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, God, Teen Titans, and Red Hood and lost Outlaw tie-ins.
0: The Suicide Squad one is actually pretty good.
1: Was it? Yeah. I like the concept Um, of the Suicide Squad.
0: I like the concept. I haven't liked it so much, though. But, I mean, the the tie-in that they did was pretty cool. I don't, um, I can't think of her name. Not Harley. There's one character there who I just, I'm not a fan of. So, I haven't done anything.
1: I don't know. I, haven't, I don't remember well enough, to be honest. I'm going to go back and reread mostly most of the ARC before I go pick it up on Wednesday. Because I'm pretty stoked.
0: I was debating stopping by my uh, local comic book shop and picking up all the ARCs, because right now they know that they're, they're having a back-issue sale. So... <laughs> it was a thought. Um, okay. Should we talk other... Than comic stuff? That's what I was
1: going to do. do. I had a story about the Oya, <laughs> which I'm sure Atahe would have loved to have commented on, but we might bring it up when he gets back next week, about their release plans for the Oya. Basically, they're going to release an upgraded console every year for $99 of the Oya.
2: Why so, bother?
1: Yeah, so here's what I'll say to you, is I can either buy a new Xbox every six, seven years for 400 or 500 bucks, or I can just buy a new Oya every year. Where's the cost savings to me here? If Because if, here's the thing is they can start locking down these Oyas so they can say, oh, you don't have the right hardware to play this game. It needs year three version hardware and you have a year one to style console. So you're going to end up having to upgrade
2: yeah a much more and,
1: rapid pace.
2: And we don't really know what games are going to be on it. And... Android games. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh. That makes me so enthused for it. Um, <laughs> I mean, because especially when you've got um, the Wii U is not doing very well. That's correct. Um, And then Xbox and, you know, PlayStation, I think they're going to be trying to announce new things this year, so people might want to spend money. But what's interesting, you know, a lot of people go, well, how come people aren't buying this because, you know, they buy $500 iPads, but that's just it. They're taking the money that they would buy a console with and they're using it to buy either a new iPhone or type of other smartphone, or they're buying some sort of tablet. That's where a lot of that money is going, and that's where um, a lot of, you know... People buy games and stuff. You know, they the expensive hardware, cheap games. That's what people are starting to get used to.
1: Right, and so, the, the, my thought on this is they're trying to turn the oil almost on a disposable piece of technology again, so that you for ninety nine dollars you don't feel as bad if you have to upgrade each year to do something. But I, that's a harder that's a hard sell for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, a hundred dollars a year to play it's stuff that's really probably not going to be. I don't know how relevant.
1: Uh, that's the thing. I mean, I know they've supposedly talked to Square Enix about Square Enix doing some games for them and stuff like that. But I, if they, I don't know, I think people who had funded the Kickstarter, if they'd known that their plan here was to put a new one out a new one out each year, they might not have funded it as much. Yeah. Because <laughs> to me, that just, uh, you're building yourself a cash flow issue, right? The cash flow thing there to be able to say, oh, but you need to buy the new one. If you want to play Final Fantasy 37 or whatever, it only works on Oya 2 and up, and you have an Oya 1. Yeah. But it's only 99 bucks, so it's not like it's expensive.
0: Uh, Anthony brought up an interesting point in the uh, chat room. Uh, he says you guys ought to talk about the no-use games rumors from Xbox
2: and PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't ex- believe them, though. Well, the new Xbox, um, it's supposedly supposed to be, um, you need an internet connection and have it internet connected all the time, which a lot of people don't seem to realize that not every geek is actually, you know, has great broadband. I mean, I'm right. lucky I have, like, high-speed Internet, um, but I I also, you know, I've been, I'm a teacher by day, and, you know, when I was in the classroom, like, in California, like, how many students had high-speed Internet uh, when they were, you know, and stuff? Like, I maybe have two a class, yeah. So there's a huge part of not only in the United States but around the world that doesn't have high-speed internet. So the whole having to be connected all the time might not be a selling point for a lot of people. Well, um, and then, I mean, but it, whether or not they're going to have used games or not, I'm um, Jeff Gersman said something interesting. He said it probably is true, but probably what they will do is like you have to buy like a code or something in order for it to, like, work. It's like, yeah, you can play a used game, but here, pay this much amount of money for a code for you to be able to play the used game. So sure. that way, um, you know, developers and companies are still getting some money. Xbox is still getting some money. But that that's huge, because I write I from Gamefly, because I, I just can't buy, I can't spend $300 a month on video games. And, you know, being able to just sort of try certain things that, um, perhaps I, I wouldn't before, you know, so I rent. And it's not like I want to take money away from companies. It's just, you know, I'm on a budget. So, you know, used games, that's a big part of how I can play. And I so, understand
1: why they want to go after used games because GameStop will buy your used game back from you for, like, 25 30 bucks, 30 and they'll turn around and sell it for 55 Yeah. So that's pure profit for them that the developers and stuff don't see.
2: Yeah, a lot of GameStop's profit comes from used game sales, a lot. Right. I mean, But like
1: you said, I just don't see them being able to put this this, this always-on DRM in place because there's so many people that buy a console because they can't always be connected to the Internet to do their stuff. So I don't know how they're going to lock it down, and I think that's just something that keeps getting brought up, and every time it does, it ends up getting shot down because of backlash. Because it happened with PlayStation 4 about three or four months ago, that rumor came into play, and yeah. the Internet blew up, and they kind of backed down on that again. So well, they, I, think, I think it's a pipe dream for them that they really want to do it, but I think they'll realize that executing it is a poor idea.
0: Well, they also keep talking about how they, how they want people to do more co-op gaming and do that sort of thing, but I'm sitting there like not everybody wants to co-op game everything.
1: I think what you're going to start to see is a shift to more of digital delivery versus buying things on a disc. That way they can lock you in to not having to be able to play pre-owned games because you just have to download said game. It might no. even be a matter of when you go to buy the game in store, it just comes in with a DLC code, so you get home and you enter the DLC code, it downloads directly to your Xbox. So I think you'll start seeing massive hard drives on these things to do that.
0: It better, because, well, like, well my my Xbox is fine, because like I got one of the massive hard drives. But like my sister, who just went out and bought a basic Xbox with 4 gig, it's filled up already. I mean, and she just has one game loaded on there, I'm pretty positive. She just has Borderlands 2. So,
1: Yeah, Anthony said in the chat, I mean, if they go that direction where we have to buy the game from GameStop and pay the used companies again to play, to u- and then pay the companies again to be able to play a used game, then I will have bought my last system.
2: Yeah, and also, try to keep track of like what's used. I mean, like I borrow, like my roommate also games, and it's like, you know, like we borrow games from each other. I mean, how are they going to be able to keep track of you're playing something that's used, like when right. you like borrow something, or perhaps private sales or something. I, yeah, I mean, I just, these,
1: these discs are read only. It's not like they can write something to the disc to make like, oh this is tied to Xbox serial number, blah 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 blah.
2: Yeah, I I think, say,
0: it's it's an massive amount of extra coding that I'm pretty positive they're not going to want to pay for. It.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's too much money too. I mean, to make a new system cost a lot of money, and, um. Uh, God, I'll be surprised if Sony I'm surprised Sony once, you know, is going to do a new PlayStation. They are broke.
1: Well, love there's people. some rumors out about the pricing of that. We can talk about it here in a little bit too.
2: Yeah, because Sony's been running in the red for like four years. And they really the Vita's not selling. I have a Vita. I love my Vita. Um I wish the memory was cheaper. Um and it's, not having it's to typical sp- Sony
1: though. They locked yeah. into something proprietary.
2: Um but I do like my Vita. Um but it's not selling very well and You know, a lot of Sony, you know, some of the movies are doing well, but Sony is broke. So I'm sort of wondering where they're getting the money for the PlayStation 4.
1: Probably from their other divisions that are making money.
2: There's not many. That's true. (laughs) The TVs aren't selling. The TV shows aren't all successful. It's kind of like their movies are keeping them afloat. Yeah. Amazing
1: Spider-Man caused the PlayStation 4. Another reason to dislike it. I mean, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know there's something February 20th. Sony's going to big announcement. A lot of people think it's the PlayStation 4. I don't. I wonder if it's something for the Vita.
1: That's exactly what I think it is. Something for the Vita.
2: I think they're 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 hoping people tune in because people want the PlayStation 4, but there will be something else, and they're going to be like, ah. ah.
1: I honestly think Sony is scared of what Microsoft is going to roll out, so they want to wait to announce after Microsoft does. They can try and then squeeze in something extra to try and get them over the top. Because, like it or not, North America, Xbox is the big boy right now. It's the king of the mountain. Now, you start going into like Japan and things like that, it is not. But.
2: (laughs) But Xbox is still big in Europe, too, so.
1: And there, there's a rumor that came out. I got this off of the Daily Mail, a British site, that the PlayStation 4, the rumored cost they're getting from a Japanese newspaper, is going to be about 270 pounds when it comes out. So basically, a pound is two dollars. So you're looking at roughly 600 bucks, 500 bucks. Excuse me, a little over 500 bucks for a PlayStation 3 is what the estimate is. PlayStation
2: 3 or four?
1: Four. I'm sorry. Yeah, four. I misspoke.
2: Oh. Wow, which that's is
1: cheaper nice. than what it was when the PlayStation 3 came out. That's where I was getting myself. Confused.
2: Yeah, but the market's not the same. They're competing against tablets now. Yep. And the Wii U. I mean, the Wii U is three hundred dollars, and it's not. People aren't standing in line for it like they did the Wii. I mean, well, I think part of the
1: problem with the Wii U is a game problem again. Is there's. I don't know what the must-have game is right now on the
2: Wii U. Oh, here's the thing. Um, There was a Rayman game that was supposed to be only Wii U, but then Ubisoft announced, no, we're going to delay it because we want it to be on other systems too. And a lot of um, game companies, you know, a lot of people are going, well, is there going to be a Wii U version? And a lot of times game companies are going, no, we're just doing PC, Xbox, PlayStation. Um, So... I don't really think I don't think Bayonetta two is gonna be enough to get people to buy the Wii U.
1: Right. And that's why I was really surprised like Aliens Colonial Marine was coming out across all three, things like that. Because that was their first real yeah. big third party game that was coming out at the same time as the other consoles.
0: I'm actually pretty excited for Aliens Colonial Marines, even though I will not be getting it on, on actual day because Finances just are not are not allowing it, but I'm I really wanna play it. I'm super excited for it. I don't know about anybody else. Sorry. Just had to bring that in.
2: I played some of the multiplayer packs Prime, and it was kind of fun.
0: I didn't. I didn't want to wait in line. That was my big thing because I only get like because I worked the convention. I didn't have that much time to like be able to stand in line and, and wait. But I did get to play Gears of War Judgment, which that was fine.
1: See, we've got some comments in the chat room. Micah said, I have no need for a Vita or any portable system. I am too poor to go anywhere. <laughs> uh, Fergus said, the Wii U is a problem. It strikes me as a system competing with the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 when the PS4 and 720 are on the horizon. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah, the, that's the biggest problem.
2: Yeah, the Wii U is current gen. It is not next gen. Nobody is calling the Wii U next gen. It is it, just it's it's what it should have been like when it came out. Yeah. Um, it's the
1: same problem you saw with the Wii when it came out, is they were using previous gen hardware to try and compete with next gen consoles of that time period. Yep. They used an innovative controller scheme to try and drive people there. And it worked, to be honest. I mean yep. and then you, you get some of the st- the uh, skewed stats where they try and say like uh Wii Sports is one of the best selling games ever. Well it came with every Wii. So it's kind of hard. You can't really
2: yeah, say it's best-selling when it's a bundled game. Yeah, and the people who, you know, were so into the Wii that were casual, you know, they weren't buying the games and stuff, and they're just like, well, I still got my Wii, and I don't need anything new because I got my tablet. Uh, and so. Yeah, I mean,
0: I used my Wii for my classic games. I had the entire Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers. I had all of that on my Wii. I had right. all of Kirby. I had, you know, I had all of my classic games. There was no need for me to even think about upgrading because I only used it for classic. And I'm like, oh I'm fine with that. And I've tried playing Epic Mickey on there, and you know what? I wound up finishing it, but I was really pissed off by the end of it because the controls were just awful. You finally I, beat that? I did. I finally. You've beat only been
1: playing it for like three
0: years. <laughs> I know. Because the controls are awful. They're, all, like, yeah. I just could not get you a know, hang of it. And I really wanted to play Epic Mickey, too, because that's on Xbox.
1: Yeah, when I, when I first ran into your blog years ago, it's because you were playing Epic Mickey, and that's what brought me there. So I'm sitting here I'm well, like, whoa. I thought,
0: it, I thought it was the Battlestar Glock and stuff.
1: Maybe it was that. I can't remember. It was one of those two things.
0: Yeah. I, I think it might have been a
1: combination. I can't remember. I mean, neither here nor there. That's just going way back memory lane. But...
0: I know, right? This is how Chris and I met, guys, because we never actually have physically met. Until... Yeah, technically
1: we haven't truly met.
0: Yeah, we'll high-five at C2E2 and the world will explode.
1: That Probably. it's another you can blame ATGN for. The world <laughs> exploding, painting game, Gail Simone having been fired. And uh,
0: replaced by that awful Gail Simone. Yeah. <laughs> although although FanboyBuzz of FanboyBuzz.com is also going to be
1: at C2E2. Uh, yeah, talking to them, it seemed like everyone except for Steven was going to be there. Because Steven's like, I just had a kid.
0: <laughs> but, so uh,
1: I know it, that J.S. had said he was going to be there. Steve Boyd and Scott Williams were both talking like they were going to be there as well.
0: So that, this this might be a dangerous combo, guys.
1: The world may end
0: at c 2 yeah. And Ryan will be at c 2 too, from that guy who did Ryan Uary.
1: I got to play X-Wing <laughs> with that dude.
0: Um, Michelle, you should show up just so you and Ryan can epic battle.
2: Well, I I, I am trying to work on it. I don't <laughs> want to say anything. Oh, shit, the I world think, is going to end. <laughs> I think I will, because oh, cause I got to meet Ryan. Can you imagine that?
0: Oh God! I want a picture of you two in the rumble pit.
2: <laughs> so yeah, it's looking pretty good that I can go to C2E2. I I was going to wait to announce that. Oh, but sorry, Naki, you ruined okay. the surprise. Dude. It's okay.
1: In the chat room, Mike has also said he'll be at C2E2. He's one oh
2: of my the, God! He's one of the
0: crew. That is how Mike is tied to us because. Mike is one of the crew people.
1: Oh, man, this is going to be a fun con. I'm going to go broke going down Artist Alley, though. That's what's going to cause me to spend Mm -hmm. a lot of money.
0: You probably won't see me much at C2E2 because I'll be behind the scenes. But I will, if you text me or of any sort of message me through the Twitters, you'll probably get a high five from me because I'll I'll run out and high five you and then I'll run back away.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I will be spending my evenings at C2E2 enjoying the scenery and uh, having adult beverages.
0: Oh, and Michelle and I have actually met, because we
2: met at Yes, cat. we did. We met last year. Are you going to go to East? I will not be at East. <gasps> I know. <sighs> Finance has said Let's no this year.
1: We have some other comments in the chat room. Anthony has said, no C2E2 for me, but I'm stoked to go to my first con, which will be Emerald City Comic Con, where I'll meet uh, Audley and, Scott Young, and Scotty Young from the new Dark Tower t- And, excuse me, God, I can't talk. And get new Dark Tower Tats.
0: Will you please high-five everyone for me, Anthony? This is what I'm requesting, because I really want to go to Emerald City. I've never been to that one.
1: I want to do that one someday, too. Then Ferg has also suggested Michelle versus Ryan in an epic rap battle of history.
0: Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Please. Please. I will video this, and I will post it on the ATGN stuff everywhere. I think think we should function a get-together. How long are you guys coming in for?
1: I'll be there starting Wednesday night, I think. Okay that week, and then I'll probably be there through Saturday night or Sunday morning. I'm not sure. I'm not I, driving. I'm just a rider.
0: I took off from the shop from Wednesday to Wednesday. So I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: yeah, brain fart. Um, what were we talking about before C2E2? <laughs> uh, I got all distracted by going to a con.
0: Because conventions are also on c 2 e two in 72 days.
1: <laughs> not that you're counting down or anything.
0: No, I just have a giant countdown clock in my store.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, I can't remember what we were doing before this now.
0: So, this Batman that I'm watching, because I haven't actually watched Year One and it's just on mute and there's lots of bats and all of a sudden Batman's on a motorcycle. I don't know what's going on.
2: I like the
1: published version of Year One better than the uh, oh, video version.
2: Oh, that was so good. That was really good.
0: We don't have the trade of that because I really wanted to read it. We don't have it. So,
1: Need to read Dark Knight Returns if you haven't read that one too?
0: No, I read that one this weekend. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. awesome book.
0: I really yeah. liked. I really liked the story. The art kind of bothered me, though. I'm not
1: gonna. Lie. The art's even the art's even weirder in Dark Knight Strikes Again. If you read that, the sequel uh, he wrote in 2001.
0: I, I was oh, told that one was not
2: good. It. No, it wasn't. That was, was not good.
0: I was told if I read that, that I will want to hurt Frank Miller because I guess it's just him cashing a paycheck.
1: Oh, especially if you're a fan of Dick Grayson, too. Yeah.
0: yeah so I, I'm just I've just resigned that I'm not gonna read it.
1: But I've been told that supposedly All Star Batman and Robin is a prequel to Dark Knight
0: Returns. Uh, I had I read how it's All-
1: technically treated.
0: I sta- I I started with All Star Batman and Robin because I've had that trade forever because it's one that it has one of my favorite Batman and yes. Robin scenes with Green Lantern um, where they paint the entire room yellow and they're sh- serving yellow lemonade and that they they cover themselves in yellow paint because it was the most greatest it was the greatest scene. Doesn't
1: there. that also have the line of "What are you retarded or something"? I'm the goddamn Batman.
0: Yeah. 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 It, it has some of the greatest lines in it. It's, it's <laughs> one of my favorite Batman books. So, yes, wow. I, I highly recommend All-Star Batman. We just went
1: back down the comic path again. Uh, let, let's go back into gaming. I remember what it was. Um, there was news announced at uh, the Dice Summit that J.J. J. Abrams and Bad Robot Productions are collaborating with Valve Software to develop Half-Life and Portal games into the movies. What? What? Yeah. What?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, is I kind of... Adahe it, is going to hate half me, half me
1: because we keep bringing up more gaming news than we have in a while and he's not here. <laughs> Does
0: that mean we'll finally get Half-Life 3?
1: Oh, uh, well, I wouldn't get that happy. I think
2: that's going <laughs> to yeah. happen. Aww. I so want that to happen. <laughs> it's it's like Valve can't do games with that in 3. There's no Half-Life 3. There's no Portal no. 3. There's no Left 4 Dead 3. It's like they can't do games with 3 at well, the end.
0: And Gabe will, Gabe will tease people about that because he'll put like, uh I think it was PAX East last year that they put, that he did a panel and he just put the big number three up. Yeah. On the screen. And then uh he, then when, and everybody cheers and then he was like, everybody's getting new hats. And that was it. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, Adahe's gonna hate us. Not only are we talking about that, we're talking about Gabe now.
2: I know, oh yeah. My God. The but love that was, Abrams. yeah. That it's, it's like, it's like they're gonna take either like Half Life or Portal or something and do movies. And then JJ is like, yeah, we have some game ideas, and so we're gonna team up with Valve for game ideas. And
1: one of the guys I work with so. got was really bothered by this news. He's like, oh, JJ Abrams just has too much stuff to this, has too much stuff to do. How's he gonna do these too? I was like, well, it's just his company.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the not the necessarily company. gonna be Abrams yeah. in
1: there plotting it's, all of this out.
2: It's the whole bad. Robot.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care one way or another. I might check them out when they come out, but it doesn't matter to me one way or another.
2: Now,
0: with uh, how do you guys feel with Abram doing both Star Wars and Star Trek, since we have like ten
2: minutes left? And I
1: honestly don't... think that at the end of Star Trek Into the Darkness, they're going to fall into a wormhole and appear in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> That's what I said on the Megapod, and I'm sticking to it.
0: I'm wondering if they're just giving him too much.
1: Well, honestly, I think he made Star Trek very Star Wars-like.
0: Yeah, I feel the same
1: way. And there's nothing wrong with that. It brought more fans into it, but it doesn't really feel like Roddenberry's Trek, which... Okay, that's probably okay, because nowadays people really wouldn't buy as much into Roddenberry's uh, idyllic vision of the future. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm not... I'm trying hard to have an open mind on it, but I kind of agree with you. It's kind of too much for one person to be running two of these massive science fiction
2: and it's empires. Like, it's like the same guys over and over. I mean, I know they've given us Lost and Fringe and Aliens and everything, but it's, it, it's like the same group doing a lot of stuff. I like variety. I mean, if, they, if Bad Robot start, starts bringing in perhaps, you know, other types of people instead of white guys to tell, you know, to help them tell stories. Um, I just, I can't help it. I've been having to deal with the white maleness of geekdom basically all my life. And I still can't believe I'm, I'm well in my thirties and I'm still having to talk about let's get more women. Let's get more minorities. I can't believe we're still having that talk, but, um,
0: you no, know, I just... Either.
2: It's very monochromatic. Yeah, it it's just like, that's what I'm worried about. It's not so much the quality and stuff, it's just, can we get some other people besides this group of white guys? That's my thing.
1: And from a slightly cynical point of view, I think J.J. Abrams can handle it as long as he doesn't have to finish the series, because that is my biggest complaint with any J.J. Abrams TV show I've watched, is The End normally sucks.
2: Oh, the al- yeah, Alias sucked.
1: Lost. Lost, lost I'm told, sucked.
2: Yeah, that went weird.
1: That but,
2: went bad. <laughs> but he he no longer was involved day to day in Alias or Lost or Fringe. I didn't like the way Fringe ended either. I've said my piece about that. I haven't um,
0: watched Fringe at all, so I don't know on that
1: one. Yeah, but... I haven't read it because I haven't watched Fringe, in one day I tend to watch Fringe. So yeah.
2: Um. So let's just say I didn't like the way it ended there. Um. Because see, because I know these guys as products, I know how male and white. They keep their viewpoint. So, like the whole idea of a female protagonist in Star Wars, I, I don't know if that will happen. I really want it to, but, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. It's Ferg,
0: just... Yeah. Ferg says something really funny in the chat. Uh, I like He says, I like the theory that the Abrams clones and JJ is the famous one, but AA, BB, CC, etc. are actually <laughs> managing the details. <laughs>
1: And then Mike has said that Roddenberry's future is the current. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. Because Roddenberry's was all about no war, the betterment of mankind for everything, blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I, I'm I'm trying to keep an open mind with J.J. Abrams being in charge of both. And I had enough issue with the first Star Trek that they basically just wiped out everything that I loved. <laughs> because yeah. they were like, hey, look over here, now it's gone. Yeah. I mean, that can't happen with. I don't really see that happening with Star Wars because what they bought was all the backstory. Also, so if you wipe away the backstory, people are going to get really pissed. Yeah, and at the same time, JJ Abrams is not writing the screenplay; he's yeah. the director. He'll have some input on things, but it's not necessarily him that's saying no. We're going in this path.
2: Yeah, I just hope the screenwriter for Star Wars picks the best out of the extended universe.
1: I, I wish they figured out what they were doing with the expanded universe, because I honestly think what it's going to end up being is they're just going to wipe it away.
2: And that's,
0: that's what it sounds like Disney wants to do, is just to wipe it away.
1: Well, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't, because if they don't do it, then they're trying to cram a bunch of backstory into one movie that most people who've just watched the movies aren't going to understand. And if they do wipe it away, they're going to piss off the quote-unquote rabid fan base who's yeah. been consuming this content for years after the movies have come out yeah so they're kind of screwed either way
2: I think there's a I think there's a happy balance I think there's a way to take the bust from the eu and I mean but also look at
0: nerd culture that you're gonna piss off somebody regardless. yeah nobody's going to get pissed off. it's just going to be how it
1: is yeah that's a true fact also I mean <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I, I'm very honestly trying to keep an open mind in a lot of these things where I would just be outright cynical to begin with. Although I do like being pleasantly surprised when I'm proven wrong. Yes. yeah, Yeah. <laughs> or I also like being able to say I told you so when it sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, everybody likes doing the I told you so dance. So right now I'm just kind
1: of <laughs> sitting on the fence. <laughs> oh, man. We've got like seven minutes left, five minutes left roughly. So I guess oh, it's time we start wrapping up.
3: We'll snap, and,
1: we'll snap. and with our normal tradition, as we wrap up each week, we end with our little segment we call What I'm Into. For uh, for those of you guys that aren't familiar with that segment, what it is is each week we talk about what different aspects or parts of nerdy culture we've been embracing, or just what we've been doing in general, be it reading a game, not reading a game, playing a game, reading a comic, reading a book, watching something on TV, and we share it with our other hosts and with the audience themselves, and maybe an attempt to get new converts, i.e. go watch Arrow, because it's really good.
0: I'm on it. you. <laughs> So who'd
1: like to start us out this week with what they've been into, what they're planning on getting into? Shell <laughs> is obviously getting into G.I. <laughs> Joe based on the picture I'm seeing.
2: <laughs> um, I, yeah, the, first movie, the, the, the first movie made me the cry. The Rockless movie? Yeah, the Rockless movie made me cry because it was just... Look, G.I. Joe has ludicrous moments, okay? There's a moment where like they're in space and one of the Joes actually gets... Don's like the little pack and goes out and pushes a missile out of the way. So it's not like GI Joe is like not known for being kind of like out there. But the first movie was just lacked any of the, I don't know.
0: It was it was campy, but it wasn't campy good. There's yeah. campy good and there's campy bad.
2: This was campy yeah, was, bad. This was just hollow. It it didn't really get with the team aspect and stuff. But I'm hoping the the new movie with like. You know, The Rock, because The Rock makes everything better. Um, I, I'm, I I have hopes for that. But, Can yeah, let's.
0: Channel your inner Atahe. Do yeah. it. You, you have
1: to channel so, Atahe since he's not here with your love of The yes, Rock.
2: my love of The Rock. Hey, I'm seeing Snitch. He's, he's in Snitch, which is out in a couple of weeks. Pain and Gain. Um Fast and Furious six. Yeah. G.I. Which actually looks pretty good. I mean, that's like four right off the top of the head with the rocks.
1: Plus he's the WWE champion right now. Oh. Yes. Of course he yes. beat Chicago's own CM Punk for it.
0: Yes, he did. But that's okay.
2: So <laughs> the rock the rock is everywhere and we love the fact that the rock is everywhere. Um so yeah. Um but yeah, that's Go what team. I've been been doing a lot, mean, lot of is lot reading.
0: I think we should get The Rock on
1: here. Yeah, good luck with that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anthony has said Snake Eyes. Ray Park was everything I needed, and he's the reason I'll watch the second one after it leaves theaters, because fuck them for the delay.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they didn't they delay it so they could put Channing Tatum back in? No,
1: it yes. to do 3 d conversion, remember? That's the official that, story. That's the
2: official story, <laughs> but it was to make sure Channing Tatum, who's a good actor, I mean, he's, you know, he's decent. Magic Mike is actually a good movie. What? Um, no, no. No, yes,
0: no. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes. There was so much boob in that movie. <laughs> What's wrong with boobs? Okay, considering they're marketing it for the female audience,
2: there was more boob than man meat in that movie. you got to
1: have talking. something for the dudes to get drug along with their girlfriends unwillingly.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty much balanced between manness and there's a few boobs, but you know. And the
0: yellow, the yellow haze thing that they did with the lens really just it made that's this, that cool. is the
2: Steven Soderbergh tradition. If you yeah. watch a lot of his movie, he does a lot of the soft lighting, yellowy they, type of thing. That's his style.
0: Every, I, it didn't work with that one. It made him look everyone looks sick.
1: I just have fond memories from going to go see Dark Knight Rises at midnight, and there were people in the theater next to it watching uh, Magic Mike, and then they went in there and said, hey, you guys got to leave. We got to move Batman in here because the projector's broken. (laughs) So they threw a bunch of people out who were watching Magic Mike put on (laughs) Dark Knight Rises.
0: (laughs) Now, which one would you watch?
1: Dark Knight Rises? Come on. Uh, uh, Anthony continues. He goes, uh, both 3D and more Tatum, so fuck that studio. No theater ticket money for them. (laughs) <laughs> i applaud your conviction sir
0: that's what yeah. you sample on the internet
1: and then no. uh mike has also said based off my arrow comment he said on it going to watch arrow you will not be disappointed sir it's a fun no, show. no
2: it is a good show They
1: just started bringing de- they brought slade wilson the things this week and it was badass and for those who aren't aware slade wilson is also known as deathstroke the terminator
2: yeah. so it's- so to so to people out there are you like an Air, um, Green Arrow purist Chris because no, of not at all. Okay, because I didn't. I wonder. I wonder how you felt about like how they're changing the island, his time on the island. Part. If I was a
1: Green Arrow fan, it might bother me a little bit, but at the same time, most of these TV adaptations are just that adaptations. They have to change some things to make it better.
2: Oh yeah. I was just curious because I like it. I think it's interesting and stuff.
1: And part of the reason I probably enjoyed Smallville is I'm not a Superman purist either because it yeah. is far from being a pure to the Superman mythos.
2: Exactly. It's fucking
3: dead too.
1: Yeah. Now, if they made a Spider-Man TV show and they weren't pure to the source material, I'd probably be really pissy, which makes me a hypocrite, I realize. But if, <laughs> it's it's different if it's a character that is like your favorite or one that you're really attached to. And Yeah. Uh, in that case, you have to realize that some people will be a hard sell like myself true. Because cool. I'm a cynical asshole. Anywho.
2: <laughs> Naki, what are you into?
0: Um, I really have been slacked off on my gaming, so this week I'm going to pick up some games. Uh, I don't know what yet, but I'm going to play some games this week. Uh, this week I read a lot. Uh, I had mentioned earlier uh, I read Pride of Baghdad, I read Dark Knight Returns, I read the first two trades of uh, Ir- Incorruptible, uh, I read the first two trades of The Walking Dead. I also read All Seven Hawkeye um, that is currently out. And... I think that's it. I think that's all I read. Oh, and I read the Batman and Robin annual. And I read the very first Deadpool issue of uh, the now, the Marvel Now, which I understand why, why Atahe likes Deadpool. I will never be obsessed with Deadpool like, like Atahean, so. Um Right now I have the uh, Batman Year One on, which I might continue watching. Um, or actually watch, but... uh, I've caught up on Archer. Ah. Archer's amazing, as usual. I still think Chris should watch it. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm good. Community's back on the air right now.
0: Community came back on this week, and I did watch it live. That
2: was awesome. The (laughs) Hunger (laughs) Deans
0: I heard so many people did not like it, and I was just like... I mean, yeah, you can tell the difference as to season three to season four, and I, I'm not a big fan of Britta and um, um,
2: Troy together. Roy, Troy together. Yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, that started last season, though. That started yeah, last that was, season under Dan Harmon, so
1: just yeah. like they've hinted at Jeff and Annie. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, they. I didn't
0: think that they were going to continue on with that, though. I liked the hint. I didn't like it. I don't like it all together, I don't think. I, I thought,
1: it's <laughs> like they were predicting the future, though, with Abed's, Abed's rather uh, dream sequence where uh, Chevy, Chevy Chase had been replaced with Fred Willard yes. as, uh,
2: as Pierce. That is awesome. And that- then and then the whole baby versions of them. That was cool. That was also
0: awesome.
1: Ah, Greendale babies.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we got a couple comments in the chat room we've missed. Uh, Micah said, need a good death stroke after the awful rendition in his comic. So glad it is getting canceled. I haven't been reading it, so... I haven't heard much. Anthony has said the only thing I didn't like at the start of Arrow was that his mom was alive and he had a sister. But they did a good job using the characters to tell the stories. And yeah, that's not accurate to the to the uh, original backstory, but still, I've enjoyed it. And then Mike has said he got his Deadpool issues signed by Brian Posehn. Posen, That's how you say it. I always messed up. He was on Conan the other night too.
0: Yeah, he's he's a he's pretty much everywhere. He used to be on the Sarah Silverman program, which I think yeah, I was. That's in where I recognized I him it. from. I think I was the only one who actually liked that show.
1: I didn't like it. Yeah,
2: I like I
0: like Sarah Silverman quite a lot, quite a bit, quite a bit. So
1: I'll wrap up. I've been I watched the series finale of Smallville again last night because I felt like it, and it was awesome. If only for the last two minutes when you get the John Williams theme in there, and you're like, "Oh, this paid off after ten years."
0: Hmm. It's really fun dedication.
1: Well, I didn't watch it from season one when it came out. I started watching around season three or four, I think. But I watched all of the episodes because they used to show reruns all the time. Um, I'm still catching up on back issues. I've gotten some uh, Kickstarter books in. Like, I got uh, Oxymoron in as one of my Kickstarter books I'd funded. I haven't had a chance to read it yet. And, I guess. Oh, the only the other real thing that's going on for me is I will be subbing as a guest host on Fanboy Buzz for the next three or four episodes, I guess, to fill Scott's shoes while he's out on military duty. So
0: where do you, tune in where there you for where more you comic it? talk. Where do you find that? I don't think I know
1: that one. Normally, you're the one that tells me. I think that's what FanboyBuzz.com. It's
0: FanboyBuzz.com. Big <laughs> Sam.
1: But I'll be I'll be guest hosting on there for at least the next few episodes, and looking forward to it, so if you guys are liking Comic Talk, go check that out. I'll be there, being a pain in the ass, much like I am here.
0: Um, next cool. week on the show, we are giving away two copies of Top Gear Bond Cars, um, Ooh. with Richard Hammond, because he's cute, look at that. Uh, but it's, it's, it's a little documentary about the Bond Cars, um, so if you like Bond Cars and you like Top Gear and it's British you know, you should probably tune in and try to win these things. I think we're gonna do it based off the game. So what we'll so we'll we'll come up with something over the week and we'll we'll let you know details. But
1: uh, Wait, we have to be creative now?
0: I think you should do like a round of fi- factor fiction. I'll do a round of Kill Bang Mary and we'll decide from there. How's that? That works. We'll cool. go to the chat. You guys can win. So we like giving away things. <laughs> and I have two copies to give away. So. Bum, bum, bum.
1: so, I guess that about wraps us up for this week, then.
2: Yay! Wow. Right. Yay! Well, Michelle,
1: thank you for coming back on again and getting closer to matching Ryan's record.
2: Ah, uh, the record we're, will be mine again.
1: We're looking forward to this rumble for the ages, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and a thank you to Adahay, if he listens to this at a later date, for taking time out of his vacation to call in. You're a little insane, dude, but we appreciate it. <laughs> Yay,
0: Adahay! Yeah. Thanks for being dedicated. Tell you know I'm not.
1: if i was on vacation i wouldn't be here (laughs) so as we wrap up just want to remind you guys you can follow the show on twitter at atgn podcast or like us on facebook at facebook.com slash all things good nerdy we love to get your comments your suggestions your questions you can also hit us up on the atgn hotline at 304-806-ATGN we will play your message back on the air and respond to you live and don't forget, you can find us also on the web at atgnpodcast.com. And off of that site, every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we stream live. So, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week on Sunday for another brand new live episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Have a good one. Bye! Thanks for tuning in to this brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. If you want to know the up-to-the-minute happenings of the show, feel free to follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. The show can be found on Twitter at atgnpodcast or on facebook.com slash Nerdy. If you have any comments or feedback, you can leave them either on Facebook or on Twitter, or you can hit us up at our voicemail number. Just call 304-806-ATGN and we'll get your message and we'll try and put it on the next show. Don't forget, the show streams live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We post the link on Twitter and on Facebook so you can watch us and chat with us while we discuss the happenings of the week. If you can't catch the show live on YouTube, feel free to check us out on the audio version. You can find us on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Just search for All Things Good and Nerdy and download the show. But if you don't want to use any of those services, just go to atgnpodcast.com and you can download the podcast directly from our website. That wraps up another episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.